You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's good, baby? It's Damian Barling, one half of d and KC, and thank you so much for downloading the podcast here. We really appreciate it, and hopefully you're a subscriber of the podcast. That way you get every single episode, every single day, every single interview, every single clip, every single bit of King's News delivered right here to your mobile device. It doesn't matter if you're subscribing through Apple, Spotify, Google Play. It doesn't matter if you're subscribing through Stitcher or the Odyssey app. You'll get every single episode delivered right here to your mobile device. And if you're using one of the platforms that allow you to rate and review the show, please do, particularly on Apple Podcasts, as I know that's where most of you are listening from. If you could hit the five-star review, if you think we're worth it, it only takes a split second. And if you could leave a review, that would be great as well. The review's cool. Again, it only takes a couple of seconds to do that, but it literally takes just a split second to hit that five-star button, man. We really appreciate you for being here with us. Enjoy the show. signify a couple of things the trade deadline has officially passed it's passed and the sacramento kings get a victory now i know not everybody's feeling like a winner right now turn that up and we're gonna talk about it but they did get the win last night let's go they do not know what sack town brings win on the low that's a sack town thing talking about us it's a bounce out thing must they forgot we some Sacramento Kings whole squad going crazy yeah we back with it Northern Cali going crazy one sack winning if you doubted us then ain't no back spinning this is real right here ain't no catfishing uh-uh. uh, so tell me what you see now. see now coming down the lane off the rebound yeah. it's 916 now. now look towards the sky like the beam now tell them like the beam like the, like hey. the Young Zell right there on the intro. We welcome you into the official start of this Thursday, February 9th edition of d and KC. Happy birthday to my older sister. I'm Damian Barling. Acknowledge me. He's Kenny Caraway. Yes, sir. Acknowledge me. And it seems last night's thrilling win against the Houston Rockets is going to have to take a back seat because the trade deadline has officially... Uh, came and went, and every single player that we discussed 
as a potential target for the Sacramento Kings, be it Mason Plumley, uh-huh. Bones Highland, uh-huh. uh, be it Darius Baisley. Yep. I believe every single one, may, has, except maybe Josh Richardson. No, he's gone. He's, he's gone too. Yeah, he's gone too. Every <laughs> single person we talked about was traded <laughs> to someone other than the Sacramento Kings. Uh, the Sacramento Kings got a practice that gets underway at 1 o'clock. To the best of my understanding, uh, there, there there will be media availability. I, I don't know if Matisse that includes. Thibel. We didn't mention him. Uh, Matisse Thibel indeed traded. Um, so I, I, I absolutely understand a lot of Kings fans are frustrated uh, because the Sacramento Kings didn't make any moves at this deadline, and, and I think Sacramento Kings are, fans are, are more frustrated because it feels like some teams around them got better. Maybe in some cases some teams around them got a lot better. Mm-hmm. Casey, let's, let's dive into that. Let's and get it's it. It's going to take us all four hours. It is Batty Thursday, by the yeah, way. Man. Uh, Olivia, Sarah, Matt, all here with us. Um, we saw Dallas last night. I don't think we saw a true uh, indication of what the Dallas Mavericks will look like because Luka Doncic wasn't there. We all know that Kyrie can lead a team. We all know that Luka Doncic can lead a team. The question regarding that deal has been, can Luka and Kyrie lead a team together? Mm-hmm. All right, you got that. You've got the Phoenix Suns in the 10 o'clock deal last Ooh. night that sent Kevin what? Durant were to you, the, to, to you, the Phoenix were Suns. Were you awake? Uh, I was. Okay. I was. Um, <laughs> I was not about to start tweeting. It, it would have kept me up all night if I <laughs> dove too deep into that. Um, I had actually just silenced everything and uh-huh. put the phone on the on on the on the little stand. And oh God. Okay, I'm not doing it. I'm not. I'm not doing it. I'm not. I'm not getting caught up in it. So I just kind of. I I saw it. I, I knew what happened. It's like I'll deal with this yeah. in the morning. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Phoenix, 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 who was already a top six team, was one we were kind of talking about from jump. It was one we were a little worried about from jump. It was one that, when you look at like the Kyrie thing, like when when Kyrie was traded, my first thought was, okay, I'm glad he didn't land in Phoenix. I'm glad, like I I could have seen that have been being mm-hmm. being really tough for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but they went and got Kevin Durant. They're already a top six team. Okay, like I get it. I get concerns there. We're going to try to bring some levity to that Phoenix Suns situation, but I, I, I get why everyone's concerned. Uh, we've got the Clippers as the top team in the West anyways. Yep. Um, they, I'm going to stop short of saying rehauled their roster, but boy, by, by the time Russ hits the buy, buyout market, I, they're, they're, they're going to be feeling pretty good about where they're at. Yeah, absolutely. They made some, they made some big time moves for, for what they're trying to do, man. And, and like you, you said it best. I think half of those players that I named about uh, for the Kings all landed in for, in Los Angeles. <laughs> Seriously, in fact, Seriously. I think if you total it all together, everyone Kings they landed in Los Angeles one way or another. <laughs> Whether you're wearing Clippers or, or Lakers uniform, they they, they landed somewhere yeah. uh, in Southern California. Right. And then we'll get into some stuff that's debatable, like how do you feel about Portland? Mm. How do you feel about Minnesota? How do you feel about Utah? How do you feel about the Pelicans? The, Fel- the Pelicans let the, the traded Devontae Graham. I know. I wanted Devontae Graham. I like them. You know, I yeah. always like yeah. Devontae Graham. That's my boy. And they, they traded him for Josh Richardson. And there, there's a couple of things going on here with a lot of these trades. Did the team that made the trade get better? Now, we're not talking about the Suns or even Dallas. Even though Dallas is debatable, too. But we're not talking, about, I'm, I'm we're not talking that. about that or even the Lakers or anything like that. When you talk about Portland, when you talk about New Orleans, when you talk about what Memphis did, those type of trades, even the Warriors, 
did number one, did those teams really get better or did they just make a deal to make a deal? And number two, are those players that came in those trades, are they better than what you have when you're talking about the Sacramento Kings? Like right now, is is I'll just throw out a name. Is Josh Richardson better than Terrence Davis? Um, I mean, you know, I'm gonna say no. Yeah, I mean, he, I like I I'm gonna say no too. I he like Josh might be, Yeah, I'm not he, he might be, but it's not like it's not like Katie. It's not like whoa, <laughs> right? Like how much? How much? So like, oh, we got we got to go get Josh Richardson, or no, we we got how much better would you be getting, and at what cost? Like if the team chemistry and, and the way this, the cohesion with this unit is going is a one, would you be willing to give up? Some of that, just to bring, just to make a move, really, just to Josh Richardson coming in, like he's, they're about the same player. I'm not even gonna say who's better or not. They're about the same level of player. Like I, I'm not, I'm not really into making moves to to just to make the moves, and I don't think Monty McNair is either. Yeah, and, and that's that's clear. Um, he's not into moves to just 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 for the sake of making moves, and I, and I think we'll I, I think we'll pose this question. We've asked this question all week because we talked yesterday, and I I didn't feel like there was a an, an angry response to this conversation we had. Maybe with James being the lone exception who didn't <laughs> like this conversation, but I, I think we both said yesterday that the question was asked: Do you think something happens in the mm-hmm. next twenty four hours? And you and I both said, No, Mm-mm. we don't. And it wasn't that we wanted, didn't want them to. It wasn't that we didn't see a window to them. It certainly wasn't that we had any information that they weren't going to. Right. We just didn't think they were. And we rationalized that with I, – I, and this is what I'll ask everyone who's upset with the Kings right now. Would – if you take, take Mason Plumley now you're not taking Mason Plumley off Charlotte. We'll, we'll take Mason Plumley off of the Clippers. Mm-hmm. And you put him in Sacramento. Okay, there's a name that's been talked about for weeks, mm-hmm. months. What's that do? What, right. Realistically, what do you think that it does? Because Phoenix still made the moves, right. right? Right. The Clippers still made a plethora of other moves that didn't involve Mason Plumley. The Dallas Mavericks made their moves. The Lakers made their moves. The Minnesota Timberwolves made their moves. What does a Mason Plumley trade look like? And you can swap out Mason Plumley. You could throw in Bones Highland. Mm-hmm. What does the Bones Highland trade mean? If if Bones Highland is in Sacramento, what's that do for Sacramento when you take into account everything else that happened? Matisse Thibel. I wanted Matisse Thibel here. I was significantly higher on him than you. But so we're gonna take Matisse Thibel off of Portland, right? Mm-hmm. So we'll take Thibel off of Portland and we'll put him in Sacramento. Phoenix still happened, Dallas still happened, LA, Minnesota, Utah, all of that stuff still happened. What does it mean? And I think the it was that big of a deal? Not to me. Not to me. I'm not saying it wasn't important. I'm not saying bringing those guys wouldn't be a good move or anything like that. I'm just saying that I said it when we were talking about it originally like two weeks ago. You're not going to make the playoffs or not make the playoffs because of Mason Plumlee. You're going to make the playoffs or not make the playoffs based on this roster that you have and if they execute and perform up to the standards that you're looking at them to do. Mason, It doesn't mean Mason Plumlee or Josh Richardson or Bones Island couldn't help you. Absolutely. They could be beneficial. But that's not the X factor with trying to make this, these playoffs. 
So it, to me, it's just not. So they had if they had a deal to make that would have made sense, I would have hoped they would have been able to, to get it done. I don't know if they did or not. I know that they didn't make a move. And I'm still okay with the with the roster. I'm still okay with the squad. And let's also we we we, t- we talk about this two three times a year: the trade deadline, the draft, and free agency. And 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 what's the word that we always use when we talk about those three things? Hope. Mm. It's something we conjure up in our imagination. Hmm. Hope and change. Mm-hmm. Hope and change. If we just change this. Last year, uh, what? how many times did we hear that stupid-ass phrase, swing for the fences, <laughs> over and over and over and over again? Okay, he did. Yeah. He swung. And guess what? As of this point, with 28 games left in the season, 27 games left in the season, whatever it is, mm-hmm. he had a home run. Mm-hmm. All right. So now here we are. Now what do we – oh, we just, we just wanted some fine tu- tuning. Word. Okay. So the Mason Plumleys, the Matisse Stiebels, those, those – you, you, Matisse Stiebel, like I, I see this in here. Matisse Stiebel would have meant defense. Right. Got you. You're right. Matisse Stiebel's a great defender. So is Davion Mitchell. How is it working out having one lockdown defender on your squad? How does that look for the entire team? Did they give up 100 and whatever it was the other night, a couple nights ago to, 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 to New Orleans? That was that, that, that yep. was the Kings team, right? Yep. Oh, but Matisse Thibel would have changed that? What are we doing? Just talking. That's what we're, we're doing. We're, 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 talking we're, and begging, we're begging for change just for the sake of change's sake. Right. And I'm not. I believe I'm not there are reasons the Sacramento Kings could have used help on this roster. I do not, as virtually as the case in every conversation we have, agree with James that I think like the 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 starting the 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 top eight is gonna like die in the next twenty eight games. <laughs> I just I don't believe I don't that. Believe it either. This team is much better when the bench is clicking like it was last night. Mm-hmm. And it last night was a very rare scenario of the bench being really good and the starters being sketchy. But it ended with the Kings getting a win. Mm-hmm. And to think that everything is going to sputter and fall apart because Mason Plumley isn't here, or Darius Baisley, or Bones Highland, or Matisse Thibel, I think is a bit silly. You either believe in what Monty McNair has built with this team, or you don't. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. Simple as that. Let's address this because this is well. Let's not. Let's let's step out here. Here, here. here I'm gonna give John Paul some love. Is Harrison Barnes a guarantee guarantee to resign? What if he walks for nothing? We'll address that when we return here. And oh, I'm not feeling good about it. Okay. All right. Stilo and Casey here on Sacramento Sports Leader. We're just getting started. We're with you for the next four hours on ESPN 1320. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. 
Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. D-Lo and KC continues. Streaming live on the Odyssey app. Well, people are already upset over the trade deadline. I get the feeling there's more bad news coming our way. I wasn't going to do Drake Barca down trade down one day. I'm not doing Drake Barca down. Business, whether it was good business or whether it was, uh, uh, you know, sad business, happy, it don't. Mm-hmm. Today was for business. I have Drake Bars ready. We can play it tomorrow if you guys want. Oh, no. The Drake Bars come after wins. Still, well, still celebrating the win. There's no game in between it. It could happen. It's like, it's like if they won on Saturday and didn't have a game on Monday. Yeah. I don't know. It would be great if if if, if someone from the free game crew, uh, you know, that, that those yeah. are your those are your people. Those are my guys, man. Those are the young boys, you know. And I say that respectfully and affectionately. It just dawned you on know? me. I have Sean P's number. I could, hey, man, will you <laughs> take ten? It did take him ten seconds to come up with a king's rap. <laughs> God, those are my guys. Those we, are my guys. We got Young Zell in the studio to make an intro quicker than we got Sean P to do a a, a freestyle Sean P, on the Kings. Kane, you know what I'm saying? Madman only came through one time. Yeah, he came through out the gate, though. Yeah, he like did. He's like, he I'm did. setting the standard for my crew. Free game, man. Where my justice, where my people at, though? Uh, phone lines are open for you. I, I do want to mention this. We Two things regarding uh, uh, listening habits. If you're on YouTube.com slash ESPN 1320, and a lot of you are, we greatly appreciate you being here. Uh, hit the thumbs up uh, on the video. Hit the subscribe buttons as well. And vote in the poll question. Do you think the Kings missed the playoffs? Top six. Do you think the Kings missed the playoffs because they didn't make a trade? Mm. 72% of the voters say no. Mm. I agree with them. Let's hear what Lizzie has to say. 916-909-1320. The phone lines are open for you all day long. Again, 916-909-1320. What's happening, Lizzie? Yo, D-Lo and Casey, what's good, Ken Folk? (laughs) What's good, Ken Folk? (laughs) <laughs> What's up with it? Hey, Happy New Year, by the way. Uh, Casey, I have a question. Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, quick question for Casey. Uh, What's up, man? Everyone's talking about Durant to the Suns, Kyrie to the Mavs. Casey, I'm, uh, my question was, what do you think about your Lakers getting back D'Angelo Russell and Malik Beasley and Vanderbilt and Mo Bamba? I think Lakers could actually get in the playoff picture now. I think they got a good little squad. First and foremost, don't be disrespectful, Lazy. All right, ain't no my Yeah, don't Lakers. say Happy New Year. Oh. Stop it. Both of you, stop it. Ain't no my Lakers and all this other nonsense. Don't be disrespectful, Okay, Lazy. Lake Show. What the hell is that? I don't even know who said that, to be honest with you. But anyway, 
don't be disrespectful. The Lakers, the Lakers are cool. They got they got some cool little police. I, I, they got better. They got better. They got better. They got I don't better. know. I don't know how much better. I mean, we talk like see. Here's the, here's the crazy thing, right? We talking about Mo Bamba, and I I I like Mo Bamba more than most, but I can't I can't dispute the fact that last time we saw him on the court, it was for fighting. Well, well, that's all right. You know that that's that's it. Everybody wants we, to fight we, Austin what's Rivers. The, what's the Mo Bamba highlight package? We don't we don't have it's that. him punching Austin Rivers. Anytime <laughs> you punch Austin Rivers, that's slide one on the highlight. That's it. You know, I saw something yesterday. Um, Austin Rivers. Remember when he hit that game winner at Chapel Hill? Nope. You don't stop it. One of the great moments in uh, Duke, North Carolina history. That was Austin. That was Austin Rivers Austin that Rivers. did that. Yeah. Wow. Hit the game winner uh, at Chapel Hill. Blocked that buzzer out of my beater, mind. Whatever the case may be, but. Guess who was walking off the court? Who? Harrison Barnes. Oh. <laughs> That's crazy. I don't know whether it's like, dang, Austin Rivers been out Man. of college that long. Wow. Or it's like, damn, Harrison's younger I than I thought. I didn't put the <laughs> math together on that at all. Um, same draft class. That's crazy. I think Malik Beasley's good too. Like you, you got a no, bunch good, of they're good ball you, players. You got a bunch of like 25, 26 year olds coming in on a on a roster that the day before last felt like it was 50 yeah they they got better but i don't know if they're looked at as uh guaranteed top six so um or some people are trying to even say championship contender let's I, I definitely don't see that let's let's look at that for a second they're a team that's 25 and 30 right now and that's it's only a game and a half back from six no excuse me i'm sorry that's uh, two games back from the play-in, from the from the bottom rung of the play-in, and it's four and a half, four back from four and a half back from the sixth spot. You know, one thing that that I don't think people talk about um, when they're when they're addressing, or getting all worried about the Kings and everybody getting better and all this other stuff. A lot of these teams. Play each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's That's not right. like everybody's just got right. the, the Eastern Conference and and all the wins are gonna you know g- yeah. come from the bottom. Lakers got to play the Western Conference teams. Yep. Suns got to play the Mavericks a few times. Clippers got to play the Suns a few times. Like that's the virtue of being where the Kings are right now. And a lot of people are talking about, and I understand it. Kings got six games against the Suns and the Mavericks left. Well, we don't know in two of those games what's going on with Luka Doncic. So there's that. Yep. And then Tuesday, you're probably going to play the Suns at the easiest point. Anybody will play the Suns for the rest of the season. Right there's before no, the All-Star break? Or? Well, there's no Kevin Durant, yeah. and there's no Michael Bridges or Cam Johnson. Mm. I'm not saying it's an easy game, mm-hmm. but when you talk about, oh, my gosh, they got to play the Suns three times. Well, it's not the same Suns you're thinking about. Chris Paul might be hurt by then, too. Chris Paul might be hurt. I mean, not gonna, I don't wish that upon him at all. Or he might not be hurt and just put up six. <laughs> Right. I, so, I, I don't know. Like, Chris Paul is at a different age. Hit him quick. Hey, hey man, somebody said last night, Chris Paul turned around too quick. He might be out six to eight weeks. <laughs> that is cold. <laughs> he, uh, he, he turned around. Somebody called his name. He might be out come on, who, six to eight weeks. Who we got here? Let's get Manny. Uh, Manny, 916-909-1320. What's happening, Manny? What's up, y'all? Manny, what's up, my yeah. guy? I ain't heard from my man in a minute. Hey, it's, been a, it's been long work days, man. Long work I days. You. I feel you. Look, to me, the trading then I always look at it in three parts, right? I look at the teams that are top contenders, the the big dogs. I look at 
the teams that are dismantling. And then you have the guys that are either just in the middle trying to build to that point, right? You don't know which direction they're going to go long term. And I feel like that's where the Kings are at. Like, we're building towards the future. There's no reason just because everybody else out doing something. If I didn't look at them as necessarily title contenders this year. I looked at them as playoff contenders. It's a build. And there's no reason to go mortgage the future or go outrageously pay for something mm-hmm. for this year. Mm-hmm. you got the buyouts that are going to happen if you need to pick up someone to back up some positions. Mm-hmm. You're solid in your top five, right? And there's the off season to address anything you need going forward. But to mortgage the future because you're all excited about getting in, which I get. I get the hype and everything that's going on. But the <clears throat> ship is steadily sailing. Let's not try to – let's not – we don't we're, – we're on a good path. Let's stick to that. I, I don't I don't disagree with it with, with a thing Manny said, but I'm gonna I'm gonna play the frustrated fan for a second. Okay. I, I don't feel like a lot of these fans think that teams mortgage their future. Like we're seeing second round picks getting thrown at a rate I don't think we have I have never seen anything like I've seen today where tweet after tweet after tweet just said five second round picks, five second round picks, five mm-hmm. second round picks. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. How many second rounders are on the Kings roster? <laughs> like, so I don't, I don't, and 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 I think in 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 Manny, I'm 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 speaking for people I haven't talked to. I think the frustration is like, wait, we had that, we had that, wait, wait, we could have done that, and I think that's what always gets fan bases the most is when you look at a player, when you look at a deal, and you realize the. The capital that you had, if we're talking draft, you had with the draft capital that you had versus what was given up, or the, you know, fifteenth man on the roster that was given. Like, hey, how did we not get in on that? Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm a, I'm of the belief maybe it's not that simple. Maybe it's not as simple as, hey, I got five first round picks too, and I've got Alex Lynn, or I've got five first round picks, and I've got this, or I've got that. I don't. It, it, I don't think it's that simple. Just because your trade machine said it works doesn't mean it actually does for the general managers involved. Exactly. And, and we're dealing with real people. We're dealing with real, real people, real relationships. You could have everything that um, the Clippers asked for to get Mason Plumlee or whatever the case may be. He may not want to do a deal with you. It may not even be personal. Yeah. And maybe it's, this is my guy. You know, he, he looked out for me. Um, you know, two years ago at the deadline, you know, it's time for me to return yep. that favor or, you know, or man, I, I'm good with his agent. His agent is, these are the other little things that people never really talk about yep. when you talk about making these deals. So when you just look at what was given up and all this other stuff, yeah, I understand. I'm not, um, you know, coming down anybody's lane for, for being upset with that, but there's other factors that go into making a deal, not just the assets that are out there. Uh, let's mention my man, his, his, his name's too long, so I'm just going to call him Lucky. Lucky! Little Lucky. Lucky says, Kings will not be in third for long. We'd be in 10th if the West started the season this way. <laughs> well, guess what, Little Lucky? It didn't! <laughs> Little Lucky, there's 28 games left. Why are we manufacturing scenarios to which the Kings <laughs> would be worse? Why do, why, why are you doing that? The Sacramento Kings are in third. Regardless of what happens tomorrow, mm-hmm. they still gonna be in third. Still gonna be in third. Still gonna be in third. At some point, 
the season's going to run out. And if you believe the Sacramento Kings are going to collapse, if you believe, you know, in a week they could be 11th, okay, we, we've seen that. It didn't take a week. It took significantly longer than a week. Mm-hmm. So what you're telling me right now is because the Sacramento Kings didn't go get Mason freaking Plumley, they're going to lose 10 straight like the New Orleans Pelicans did. And, oh, by the way, those same New Orleans Pelicans who last week were in 11th, you know where they're at now? They're at seven. Mm. Mm. It's the nature of the conference right now. If you really believe Matisse Thibel and, and, and Mason Plumley and Bones Highland and Darius Basley, Josh Richardson, that is what is going to avoid a nine-game winning streak that's going to knock – a nine-game losing streak that's going to knock the Sacramento Kings out of playoff contention. God bless you. Your, your basketball knowledge is deeper than mine. Yeah. I, like I said, I'm just I'm – not, I'm not seeing it that way. I'm not seeing it out the way. And like like I continue to talk about, you talk about Mason Plumlee. Mason Plumlee, a, a better ball player than Metu, a better defender than Metu, you know. But what does that do for the offense? Everybody looks at it like, you know, he's good at Sabonis with the dribble handoffs and all this other stuff. Well, he's not Sabonis. No matter how good no matter how good he is at the dribble handoff, can he finish? Can, can he make his free throws? Mm-hmm. Does he have a jump shot like Sabonis? None of the above. He's not DeMontis Sabonis. Just because he can go through the dribble handoff, that don't that really don't even matter. Because in the backup unit, M- Malik Monk is handling the rock. We've seen how that works. So there's pluses and minuses to all this. So so you, you, you'd be concerned with, the, with those players that we mentioned about bad free throw shooting. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's mm-hmm. interesting. Because the Kings were 28 of 30 from the free throw line last night. Mm. In a game they won by two. Mm-hmm. Let's get Rob on the phone. Rob, talk to me. 1320 What's up, Rob? Hey, guys. What's going on, big dog? How you doing, man? Doing good, doing good. Thanks for having me on. Um, so, I, I mean, I, initially, I totally agreed with more of the fans than you guys about, like, oh, we needed to make a move, watching all these teams make moves that are, you know, around us, uh, and just watching them get better making moves. And then it, it starts to sink in. I totally agree with you guys about Plumlee. I've been saying I don't like that idea from the get-go because he's a free agent next year. So why are you going to give up a guy to go get a free a guy you get signed in the summer? And, I mean, unless you're looking at dumping salary, which I get that. I mean, my big question is TD, Terrence Davis. I love TD. He's a great player. He's helped us. He's, he's, he's been great. I have nothing but love for him. But my thing is he's a free agent this year. And I just don't see us re-signing him when we have homes and Domas as free agents. I mean, he's making $4 million this year. He's playing great. Teams are watching him. They're gonna, there's going to be teams out there, I have to imagine, that are going to offer him more than $4 million, and we aren't going to be able to match that. Mm. So I, I, I understand I think, that. Yeah. I think we might have lost TD for nothing in this offseason, so why not make a move for him for Thibel? No, I don't think Thibel's going to push the needle forward like everyone's saying, we needed to go get this guy or we're not going to be a third seed. Thibel's not going to keep us in the third seed. But if we got Thibel and then maybe traded Holmes for Wiseman or Pirtle, Jakob Pirtle and that could do something. And- no, no, Rob, I got you, but doesn't Philadelphia and San Antonio have a say in this? Mm. And, uh, okay, you know what? We're, we're going to get to Terrence Davis in a second. We'll get to Terrence Davis and Harrison Barnes in a second. But uh, our man, E-Biz, uh, he's, been, he's been hanging tight for a minute. E-Biz, what's up, baby? E-Biz. Man, we got too many emotional Kings fans, all right? Because look at all the people that were getting emotional before this at the beginning of the season. 
did not even expect us to even be in the third place even right now. That's first of all. Everybody needs to chill. Straight up. Everybody needs to chill about us not getting anybody right here. You guys need to have hope in the team because you can't find a lot of us to not see us here. But, hey, we are. Believe in the team. Don't let some negative reporters like James Ham get you guys oh, all nervous. No. Oh, Believe in the squad. I love, I love Ebiz. He did. Everybody needs to chill. He damn near sounded emotional, telling everybody not to be emotional. Love you, Ebiz. And and now, now wait a minute. James hasn't even had the chance to be yeah, negative yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leave James out of this. We'll get James asked tomorrow. <laughs> let, let let James be negative before we kill James for being negative. Um, we got one more, right? Uh, oh, Matthew. My bad. Nine one six nine zero nine thirteen twenty. Matthew, what's happening, Matthew. baby? Hey, what's up, y'all? How y'all feeling? Good, man. Good. All right. So, I I think McNair was put in a tough position this trade deadline because I think you're right. A lot of these role players probably wasn't they wasn't going to make a big difference either way. Uh, but when you look at the future of this team, like Harrison is going to be a free agent, right? Mm-hmm. And if the Kings think that he's going to resign with them, that's probably going to cost you what twenty five million a year. Around that, so when you look uh, at Fox, I think that's the bonus, you think that all right? So what? Like maybe like twenty, twenty. I I think we can go a little lower, yeah, I but think we'll, you're gonna be in the teens. Yeah, I think so. You're gonna be in the teens. I think so. Okay. All right, but he's a free agent, so you know, if a team if a team want him, it could drive the bidding up a little bit. Sure. So, mm-hmm. so if it if if your core at that price is gonna be Sabonis, Fox, and Harrison, that's a big chunk of your salary cap. Do y'all think that's, like, enough to be, you know, that's not enough to be a title contender, right? So, it kind no. of puts you in a weird position. I, 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 I got you, Matthew. Um, I, I don't think there was a move out there to make this team a title contender, and this, right. was, a, this was a conversation that we had all off season and all leading up until 37 minutes ago. Mm-hmm. The Harrison Barnes thing. And I thought we had established probably a month ago, maybe longer. You're not, you don't trade Harrison Barnes. Not now, not with where this franchise is at, not with where this particular team is at. Mm-hmm. You do not trade Harrison Barnes. And, uh, you know, J- John Poles, we go back to John Poles' remark earlier on YouTube.com slash ESPN 1320. Is Harrison Barnes a guarantee to resign? No, he's not. What if he walks for nothing? Well, then he walks for nothing. And, that, and, and that's what happens. Like, what would you rather have them do? Would you rather have them trade him just for the sake of trading him and say, hey, we got something back for him, and then you're really in trouble because a guy who can contribute on your, to your team on a nightly basis is, is, is gone. And, oh, by the way, the conference still got better. So you just got rid of one of your key offensive players. You got rid of one of your key players, period, and the rest of the conference got better. Yeah, absolutely. And – and I, I look at this thing. I know last year, for a lot of the time before the trade deadline, I was like, yo, Monty got to do something. He's got to do something. He's just letting the season die, you know. And I was really on him to make a deal. That's not what this year is. It's not what this year is. He's done his work. He's built this roster up to the point where it's a playoff roster. It is a playoff roster. It's a playoff team. And he can be a little selective with what he wants to do with some of these trades. He he has earned that right, not only with what he's done putting this team together, but the record that they have out there. 
He doesn't have to make a panic trade or do something just to do something. If the right deal didn't come along, he didn't have to do it. Here's the other thing, and I know this isn't, you know, this isn't sexy to talk about or to, 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 to even think about, is once again, Money needs somebody else to make a deal with him. Yeah. We don't know if he offered something or didn't offer anything. We don't know if he didn't offer Terrence Davis, didn't offer a number of second round picks. Yeah. And those things <clears throat> just weren't enough for those guys that he was trying to make a deal with. We don't know that. Mm-hmm. We have no idea. So that this year, I think I don't want to say Monty is Teflon, but he damn near is. He has proven at every turn that he has a, a, a good grasp on this franchise, this roster, and, and the vision that he has for this team. And if it didn't work out at the trade deadline, I sit back and I say, all right, something didn't, something didn't work out, whether it was the offer he was trying to make or what people were asking for. Something didn't work out. And he feels comfortable enough with this roster to move forward. And I'm cool with that. Let's roll. Like I, I, I'm. I, I think I'm one of the, the, the few, that I look at that roster, and I don't think it's as bad as other people make it out to be. I think it's good enough to be a top six team in the Western Conference even now with moves being made, and I still think the roster is good enough. They still like one of the things that hasn't <laughs> been solved is teams. If they score, teams don't catch up with the Kings. And and for a long time we've been told they gotta play defense. They, I know they gotta play defense. But what's the what's the record now? I think we might be at no, it's not thirty it's, and six. No, it's like twenty eight. <laughs> twenty eight and six. Yeah. When they score one fifteen or more, one fourteen or more. I think Will Z had the stat last night, twelve and one. One when they score one thirty or plus. Mm-hmm. That still hasn't been solved in this league. That's a Just lot of saying. points. Uh, could we? I just want to mention one other thing, and we want to get to George and and, and, and our man Disco Tim here too. Yeah. Actually, George and Disco Tim, you know what? Let, let's let's do that first. I don't want them to wait. Nine one six nine zero nine thirteen twenty. What's happening, George? Well, thank you so much for taking my call. I, I mean, what I'm hearing from you guys that there that there isn't really a move that would have improved this team. And I whoa, whoa, really wait a minute, George. Wait, 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 whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait a second, George. I think there are, are, are moves that could have made the team better. Mm-hmm. I think what we're talking about is what degree better. Mm-hmm. That's all. No, I'm, I'm not saying. If, as a fan of the Kings, I wanted to see a slight improvement, and that would be good enough for me. Sure. We're talking about Patrick Beverly, that loser, which I think is a troublemaker, <laughs> and a second rounder, and a second rounder from Obama. Aren't you trying to tell me that the Kings wouldn't have been able to offer something a little bit better than that and got Mubamba? Mubamba would have at least helped the Kings just a little bit. I'm not talking about a lot. I'm not talking okay. about any huge moves. But at least we need somebody like Mubamba. I'm just giving you one of the 15 examples. Don't, don't drop him yet, Jesse. Don't I, I, drop I him because I want to I want to ask him a question. We called that man a loser. <laughs> George, I don't dispute that the Kings may have had the ammunition to make that trade. But what do you do if Orlando said – what if you offer it and Orlando says, no, we don't want to do that deal with you. we got to deal with the Lakers. Let, let, let me tell you, Patrick Beverly is is is, is a uh, – how can I say? I think he's a – Hey, George, wait, George, George, I, I, I George, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. It doesn't matter about the player. If Orlando says, 
yeah, you got a better deal. We'd rather work with the Lakers. What do you do about that? No, obviously we can't, but we don't know such a thing has happened, and we don't really know what we what we even were willing to offer. If, if we would have offered somebody with two second rounders, <laughs> second rounders are nothing. But you just said we don't know what was offered. We don't know if they didn't offer that. You just said it. <laughs> George, we, we, we love you, George. <laughs> George I'm called that loser. man a loser. <laughs> I'm a loser. George is going to live in my heart forever. I hope he calls on that Sheryl and Grove <laughs> tip. That is comedy. Uh, we'll come back. Uh, we lost Disco Tim. He's off being positive oh, somewhere. Disco means the phone lines are open for you. Nine one six nine. Tap in with us, man. I, w- I want to hear what the people got to say on this trade deadline day. Yes or no? Have we dispelled some myths this week? Like rookie walls. <laughs> Can we dispel another one? What you got? We'll do it when we get oh, back. Oh, greeny tees. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to. No, never mind. It's ESPN 1320. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. No, back to D-Lo and KC. D-Lo and KC on ESPN 1320. It's Batty Thursday. Yeah. Uh, Olivia Christian will be with us coming up in about a half hour. Sarah Hodges right after that. Uh, the ultimate Batty, Matt George, will close out the show uh, in the 3 o'clock hour. James Ham may or may not join us. I, I don't know. He, he, he's somewhere angry, I think. Um, I, in fact, I know exactly where he's at. In about 12 minutes, the Kings practice is going to get underway. So um, if, if people are saying there's a Kings press conference, I, 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 I literally know nothing yeah, I, about not this. Seeing, I'm, not seeing, I'm not saying it's not happening. I just don't see it. Well, let me, let me, let me look it up and see. I mean, if it's, if, 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 if it's on the uh, Kings website, we'll go to it. Okay. Um, we don't need notifications. Hang on here. We'll get in here. Like just Jesse said, I'm not sure what. The press conference would be about today. Maybe addressing by maybe the big acquisition of uh, Kessler, uh, Kessler Edwards. Yeah. Put a jersey up and everything, even though he's already played. Oh, that'd be tremendous. 
Oh, well, be... he's already been on the bench. He didn't play yesterday. Why, why can't I? Can find... we take two seconds to talk about the game? Can you do it so I sure. can? I, I don't. I don't I have said, anything about a Monty. I can't find a Monty I, press conference. I, I tweeted out. I tweeted out last night, and I meant it. King's got a gift, and I don't care because I love gifts. Mm. Said it on J Street Vibes. I love birthday gifts. I love Christmas gifts. I love Easter gifts. I love Kwanzaa gifts. Mm. I love Juneteenth gifts. Oh, those are my favorite. I love Black History Month gifts. Those are the best, too. So I'll take them all. Okay. I am I am never apologetic for a gift, and I won't start last night. I'll take it. It is absolutely insane that the Kings won that basketball game. <laughs> in Insane that they won that game. They They were down without the ball with two seconds left Mm. and Mm. won. And and look, one of the gifts they got, I'm going to be honest with you, we talked about it on the the pod. I don't know if Mike Brown caught that timeout before Malik Monk dribbled the ball. Doesn't matter. (laughs) uh, Do you think they put that on a two-minute report? Not our problem. Uh, it's in their best interest not to. Jackasses. They better not. Uh, they can do whatever they want. I don't care. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> hey, what, what you going to do, start taking wins away? <laughs> you going to set a new care. precedent? And also, when I talk about gifts, don't don't get it twisted. I ain't talking about the foul call on De'Aaron Fox. That, that was, was a, foul. a foul. It was a bad IQ play by uh, a seasoned veteran. Eric Gordon, what are you doing? Mm, he yeah, gave, he gave the Kings uh, a gift. He gave the Rockets uh, the double birds on, on the way, way out of Houston. Hit him with have been the stone traded, cold. That should have been traded five years ago. Hit him with the stone cold. <laughs> he was looking mad in the moment, but he turned and looked at Mike Brown and <laughs> gave him the old wink. It's like, I got you, Brody. I got you. So, so hell yeah, man. They they shouldn't have won that game um, based on how it was, was going, and they found a way to get it done. I, I was elated last night. Um, we'll talk a lot more uh, about that game. I think there's a lot of different things to talk about uh, as it pertains to that game. But can we dispel another myth this week? Yeah. We said earlier in the week there's no such thing as a rookie wall. And that night we said that Keegan Murray went out and scored 30. Mm-hmm. It's because guys just play bad games sometimes. It happens. It happens whether you've been in the league for 10 years, five years, one year, four months. It happens. But we create these scenarios of, oh, this is rookie wall, or the all-star haze. Like we come up with all of these excuses as to why teams or players are playing bad in a particular moment. Yeah. The latest one is that when we get back from all-star break, everything's going to change. Teams are going to ramp up. The level of competitiveness is going to change. All <laughs> these games are going to get tougher. Things are going to get more difficult in these final 27 games of the season. Yeah. Since F and win. <laughs> when did that happen? I can think of scenarios where it's gone the other direction. Yeah, absolutely. And teams have just been like, we good. Hey, look, people see the finish line in the opposite way. Yeah, we, like, hey. we here. We at the end, man. What, I what do I need to do? I ain't getting hurt now. What I need to do? I'm just going to jog down and get this stop. 
Ain't, ain't going to be me tearing my ACL in the final two months of the season. Not my job. Kill that noise. If you're not happy that the Sacramento Kings made, didn't make a trade today, I got you. Like, I understand that. Don't create reasons to be upset. Like my man Lil Lucky, who said, uh, if, they, if the season started today, the Kings would be 10th. Well, Brody, it doesn't. We're 50 games into this, and they're in third place. That counts for something. Mm -hmm. The season isn't 27 games long. It isn't 28 games long. Things aren't going to change moving forward. Guys can still get injured in game 65 just like they did in 34. Oh, it's after the All-Star break. Things are going to get tough. Oh, Steph can't get hurt? Hmm. Kevin Durant can't get hurt? Right. These guys can't get hurt just because, oh, ACL, I'm past the All-Star break. What you doing? <laughs> we, I, I'm, I'm convinced. I've said this many, many times. This includes me, you, Jesse James, all of us, sports fans. We are collectively the stupidest group of individuals in existence. There is no one dumber than us. No one dumber than me, you, Jesse, everyone listening to this, we are all collectively irrational human beings. And instead of, man, these dudes had a tough night last night. Well, goddamn, God all-star break is over. What'd you think was going to happen? We didn't get Mason Plumley. <laughs> hey, the season's going to be tough. The Western Conference is a bitch. There's nothing we could do about that. This Kings team is good. You've trusted Monty to this point. You've wanted Monty extended. All right. We hear these dudes. Oh, by the way, I think, I hope, in the next week, we're going to have two All-Stars. Say it. This is a basketball team with two All-Stars on it. Talk about it. Talk about it. And, 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 and I know he went through a stretch that was a little tough. I'd still argue Malik is one of the best six men in the league. You, you're talking about – you took the words right out of my mouth because you're talking about a team with two all-stars with an all-rookie first-team player. He's probably going to be he's probably gonna be second in voting yep. in rookie of the year. Yep. A six-man-of-the-year six award candidate in Malik Monk. Probably the coach of the year – and Mike Brown, mm. you got enough. You left. You left something out. Who oh, I forget? The executive. Oh, front office. Front office who have pushed literally all the right buttons for the last eighteen months. They're making all the right moves. This team is good, man. I understand why people are cautious. I understand why people are scared. They could, they could very well fall out of the top six. I'm not saying it's improbable. I'm not saying it's impossible. But once again, we keep, keep saying it. They're not falling out of the top six because they didn't get Josh Richardson mm. or Matisse Thibel or Mason Plumley. They'd be falling out of the top six because the group that they've had that have proven out over the course of 60-something games, 60 games, 59 games, whatever the case may be, have proven how good they are, started to play like they haven't played all season long. They've proved every single time with this team, with this group, they've been questioned. Oh, it's the biggest game of the year. Must win. Got to have it. 
This stretch right here, they've got to do it. That's been said at least a handful of times. And every single time, they answer the bell. Yep. They answer the bell. It's time to put some respect on these guys' name, man. If you're watching on YouTube.com slash ESPN 1320, hit the thumbs up, hit the subscribe button, please. Uh, that goes a very long way uh, in helping this show out there in the YouTube world uh, grow. Uh, and while you're there, vote on the poll question. The question is, uh, do you think the Kings missed the playoffs? That's top six because they didn't make a trade. This poll's been up for 40 minutes. 73% of the vote says no. Mm. Sacramento Kings will not miss the playoffs uh, because they didn't make a trade. Uh, let's get to the phone lines. We've got some regulars waiting for us. 916-909-1320. Let me also mention you're listening to D-Lo and KC on KIFM West Sacramento. 98.5 FM KRX QHD2 Sacramento ESPN 1320. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Big Al. What's happening, baby? D-Lo, let me tell you. When you speak truth, you do speak it. Sometimes you get like, God bless you, you speak truth. I am not in that category of the people you are naming. You are absolutely dead on right when you say all the hackneyed expressions over the years, back to the days when I was playing ball, all that nonsense. You are absolutely dead on right. So good for you. Thank you for reminding people saying that. It will be the Kings will do it because they played well. You pointed that out. I will tell you this, and it's, of course, what you'd expect. NBA Today, they did not even talk about your and my Sacramento Kings. I mean, they just they just glossed over it, and they threw in their new five, and you can imagine who they put up now in the top one, too, because of all these activities. Uh, and, of course, my Lakers are not there either, and I, I can understand that because mm. there's a lot for them to prove. Mm. Are they better? Yeah, I don't even care if they're better for this year. Did they get younger and more athletic and possibly better if they can keep their people healthy? Yeah, they did. And did they ship out your beloved player? Thank you, Jesus, they did. Thank you. It's uncalled for. Big Al, you had me there for a second because I personally believe every call should start the way Big Al's call started. <laughs> Everyone should call and tell me how great I am and how smart I am, but then Big Al ruined it. Let's get Bryson. Had Damien like uh, Randy Orton. Oh, yeah. <laughs> then he hit me with an RKO. Use my own finisher on me. Let's get Bryce in here. 916-909-1320. What's happening, Bryce? Hey, man, I'll acknowledge you, Damien. One in the air. There you go. That's oh, my God. guy. There we go. <laughs> the thing is, is, yeah, do we want – I mean, I think it's the thing that happens every time, trade deadline in, in any sport. You know, we want to see somebody new. We want to see, you know, an, an air quote improvement. or the, You know, there's it's just part of it. And the thing that I've been thinking about since – this whole thing stopped is sure. Maybe they didn't do anything to some people. You know, there's maybe the Kings didn't make a move. It's not, they didn't, but there's something to be said with the Kings staying with their continuity, staying with, you know, everything that they've been doing. These teams, all these trades, all these things that happened that, sh that have shaken up the rest of the division and the rest of the West, all those guys, there's going to be a week, maybe two. They got to readjust, right? They got to figure out who does what and how this guy plays this, you know, it's, where this guy likes his past, like the Kings don't have to do any of that. If they can take advantage of everyone trying to find their own groove again and just stay consistent, it really doesn't matter what they do. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a, that's a fair point. Mm -hmm. um, there's enough time left in the season for, for them to do it. I'll tell you one thing that, that 
did relieve me. I, I think I mentioned this on the on the pre-show stream. I don't think we've said it here since the show's actually started. I am relieved Golden State didn't make a move. A, a, ma- a major, a, a, a major move. Yeah. Because yeah. it felt like they had the assets to do it. And uh, I, I thought that that could be one that's because I already think the Warriors are really tough. Uh, tough, that, like they're good. Yeah, yeah, I do. I, I mean, without still, Steph Curry, I, I, I don't think they got enough. But I don't think they're going to finish the season without Steph Curry. And they never went on the road. They yeah, never. I, they can't defend. They got the. They got a lot of the same problems the Kings have, except they can't score. They've been at able, a high enough level. I. I, I I could absolutely be wrong. They've been able to win without Steph in the most recent months, though. At home. Well, that's yeah, that's that's but they're like seven and two. But that's not that's not enough, though. That's not enough to just win the games at home. That that stretch that they had when they were winning with Steph was like a seven game homestand. They're cool at home. They're atrocious on the road. They're like the worst team in basketball on the road, outside of probably Houston and San Antonio. They're the worst. They cannot win on the road. And they give up like, like 130. A, like by a lot. Yeah. And and that was with Steph. They can't win on the road without him. So I, I understand what you're saying. They had a lot of assets to make moves to kind of solidify themselves. I, I, under, I understand completely what you're saying, that them not making a move was a good look. I kind of feel the same way about Memphis. I know they got Luke Kennard. But Memphis, I feel like they had a lot to work with to go get an OG or something like that. And they decided not to do that. So, I don't know how long Steph is out, Brody, but it it looks like there's a it looks like starting s- Saturday. What's today? Thursday. Thursday. Yeah, they don't play again until Saturday. Lakers on Saturday. Huh? Yeah, yeah, starting Saturday. Two, four. Oh, you mean six, seven? They got like seven of their next ten at home. Oh, you mean to tell me uh, Lakers Warriors like uh, these teams are going to play each other? Somebody's got to lose. Well, no, right? I, I get, I get, no, I, I, I know what, no, 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 I, I know what point you're making. <laughs> I'm just saying, the point I was making, they're playing a lot of games at home. No, I mean, they got, they got, they got games at home. They still got to win those games without Steph. Okay. All right. I just, I, I, broadcast I don't think, I don't think the Warriors are making the top six. Okay. I, I, th- I, I maybe they're not, but I think they're going to make life difficult for a lot of people. Mm. All right. Let's get Ramsey in here. Ramsey, talk to me. <laughs> Here's where where I, my whole take. The Kings are in a position of strength. They play 54 games to get themselves to third place, and every team that's made a move are teams trying to chase the Kings and catch the Kings. The Kings are in a position of strength. They built up enough equity to have, to have teams try to chase and try to get past them. The Kings just need to keep, keep pace. I mean, people people are sounding like they did last year when the Kings traded Tyrese Halliburton for DeMontis Simonis. Like, Doom and gloom, woe is me. No, the Kings are in a position of strength. That's where the positivity is. That's where you need to take take some form of strength. Everyone has to catch the Kings other than Denver and Memphis. And Memphis, we don't know what they're doing. So the Kings, all they need to do is just continue on the same path, and they'll be just fine. Well, all right, Ramsey. I hear you, Ramsey. Appreciate I hear it, you. Yeah. Look at Ramsey coming in here and measured it. <laughs> oh, that's a good question, Rob W. What is Ramsey driving by? <laughs> how do we ah, that's, my, that's, that's E me? How do we not ask Ramsey? Marie's what donuts. Doing? Probably. Hey, I got I got a question for you because I was looking at the at the Warriors uh road schedule. Okay. You think they get to ten road wins? They're at seven. Yeah. Come on. You mean on the season? <laughs> on the season. Well, look, Come I only asked that. I I I don't you know that. it's basketball gets tougher after the 
After the All-Star break, they're going to get better magically just because of the time on the calendar? <laughs> I ask it. So, look, this is, this is why I ask the question. Because these are the road games they have left. The Clippers, the Lakers, the Lakers, mm-hmm. the Thunder, the Grizzlies, the Clippers, the Hawks, the Grizzlies, the Rockets, the Mavericks, Denver, are, Sacramento, stop it. and Portland. They're getting to 10 wins. Stop it. <laughs> Stop that. The only game in there is, is the Rockets, where I'm like, yeah, that'll, that'll be the only game they'll favor is the Rockets. That might game. be true. Well, Atlanta? <laughs> I think Atlanta will be favored. All right. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. I, I just I can't. looked at it like, damn. I, I'm, 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 I'm working myself into frustration for no reason right now. Because now <laughs> – Hey, now you're making fun of schedules and you're looking at all this stuff. And I'm, I started, I'm starting to think about like why do why do we why do we do this thing where we say that you know basketball changes it? Oh, you know playoff basketball it's so much harder as if it's like some mythical time <laughs> of the year and people don't provide context to that context that the reason playoff basketball is tougher is because you're playing the same team mm-hmm. over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Literally, it is the same exact game. You played 82 times before. You're just playing the same team over and over and over again. And that scenario makes the situation more difficult. Mm. It's not, oh, it's it play. Kenny, you know, you know, playoff basketball. God, we're stupid. You know, we're so stupid. It, it's funny you say that because Jesse a- wants a week off to go to the Celtics parade at this point. <laughs> like, we it, is things 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 it's things funny are crazy. You say that because I, I thought about like um, it, it. This goes into another uh, ism or whatever, and I, and I and I do think there's like something to it. But I was when when the Niners were in the NFC Championship game, and Brock Purdy. Like the the thought was, Brock Purdy, he never played in nothing like this. Mm-hmm. He never had seventy thousand fans screaming at him. Oh, he ain't, re- he ain't he ain't done it. He ain't never been here. So, do you think Iowa versus Iowa State was not pressure filled? Now, I thought about that because, and it's different, right? It is different. I understand. But I went to a high school game last night. Franklin versus Consumers Oaks. You don't think that was pressure filled for those kids playing out there with the pack gym and everybody's like these people? People have played in pressure moments. People have played. In playoff atmospheres, people have played now in these situations. Teams in back-to-back games, hmm. like it, it happens. There is a bit of an adjustment, so I don't want to completely dismiss it, but it's not something that, like, takes you forever to adjust to. It re- it's really not. Like, if you're a lot of the stuff with with my uh with my experiences, the most nervous I've ever been. <laughs> <laughs> on a basketball court. You want to know the nurse, most nervous I've ever been on a basketball court? Hmm. It's when I was playing pros versus Joes, and I had a free throw that would have weighed us $15,000. <laughs> that was nervous. After, when we was playing against the pros, it was like awkward for the first two, three minutes. It was like, we playing. When you play playoff games, when you play big games, yeah, there's this nervous energy at first. Ball gets going after a while, then you're just playing basketball. It's basketball. It's football, it's sports, it's whatever. Like you just start but playing. But it's past the All Star break, so it's different. <laughs> I swear to God, if James Ham says that tomorrow, I'm getting in that brown pickup truck. Schedule, schedule's brutal. It's brutal. 
He hit all the bingo card <laughs> notes yesterday. Ramsey with the with a nice little quote here. Kings are six and two in many series games so far this year. That is a good note. Yeah. That's a real good note. Uh was <laughs> Soren. Casey Bingo. When I was on Bros versus Joe's. <laughs> I'm calling Cap. You don't Shut bring the hell that up, up. Sword. I'm I'm calling Cap Soren. Kenny Kenny doesn't bring that up very often. Well, I was nervous at that free throw. You bring up the you bring up the 49ers having 12 Super Bowls more often than you bring up Pros versus Joes. I'm almost I'm almost putting this last one in there too. You can't do that. I'm almost putting it. I'm not they didn't allowing have a quarterback. It. Come on, man. Okay. They, 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 okay. They didn't you, have you a quarterback. Can't. So they just would have beaten Kansas City. I don't know. A team that they I, lost 44 well, all, to. All of these things aren't in the Super Bowl. But yet you continue to give them Super Bowl rings for them. I said They can't possible. even make a sweater big I enough. Said, but uh, poor, poor Butcher Boy can't even get a sweater with the KC rings on it. They're all possible. Ain't enough cloth They're for all it. possibles. There is a possibility that they could have 11. Well, the Kings would have finished with 50 wins had they gotten Mason Plumley. <laughs> I'll tell you that. <laughs> So, other, can, can I ask a question? Yeah, yeah. Because I think this was brought up. Um, you know, let's get Jamil first. I, I, let's get Jamil, and then and then we'll go to it. Jay, what's going on, man? What's up, Casey? What's up, DL? I appreciate you guys, man. I'm out here at work. You know, I listen to you guys all the time. Appreciate your show. Thanks much for love, taking my, my guy. call. I just, I just want to say to all them Sacramento fans that are stressing and sweating. Man, let's speed up to what is it? Late, late, late April, early May. Let's light the beam already, man. Let's go, baby. I'm gonna say it right now. Let's go, baby. I'm yes, sir, right Jamil. Because I don't know what they're watching. NBA, it's a long season, man. People get hurt. I'm not worried about that KD trade. If people haven't watched basketball the last three years, KD plays what 60, 70 percent of every NBA season. The last three seasons, I ain't worried about KD, man. He's He's, he's, he's at the pit stop, man. He needs to change a couple tires, man. That's where he's at in his career right now. I'm not worried about KD. They, they, they're going to make some noise. I'm not worried about the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Memphis is the only team that I've been watching that just – they're just scrappy, man. They just – they don't go away. Memphis yeah. is the team that I'm – I don't want to play in the playoffs. And, and if the Warriors start on the uprise, maybe them – those are the two teams that I'd say I'd, I don't want to say afraid of, but, you know, they're a problem. Mm-hmm. They're a problem to me, but – uh. Just want to voice my opinion. All all those fans that you know are worried about us not making the trade, man. Speed up to to to, you know the the, the back part of April. Light the beam, man. That's what's up. Trust <laughs> the beam. Appreciate you, Jamil. That's good yes, stuff, sir. man. Appreciate yes, the love. Hey, look, man. And and then, and another thing. Some of y'all need to light the beam right now. Go light it. Light it. Damn it. Um, the Kings. Ramsey brought up a good point as well. Hmm. Kings have done their job. They've done their work early. Right, they've they've eaten their vegetables, mm. right? Because this still holds true. They're eight games over five hundred. Worst case, I'm not saying this is the worst case scenario, but let's just say you f- you play five hundred ball the rest of the way, you finish the season eight games over, and that's because of the work you did right now. If the Kings were five hundred right now, like yeah, you you'd be worried. Like yeah, uh, I don't know, but no, they've done their they've done their work early. They're putting themselves in a position where if they just play as good as they've done all year long, you got a playoff team, man. Come on now. I want to talk a little bit about the game. Last night. Hey. Olivia Christian joins us. Sarah Hodges after that. 
Matt George after Batty that. Daddy Thursday. We'll get back to the phones. We'll keep you updated on what's going on at King's practice as well. Uh, so much more ahead. It's Dilo and KC here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. Dilo and KC continues. Streaming live on the Odyssey app. Live on the Odyssey app. Live on YouTube.com slash ESPN 1320. Hit the thumbs up and subscribe buttons if you're watching. We're live on Twitch as well. Twitch.tv slash ESPN 1320. 98.5 FM HD. If you're scrolling through Twitter, you see us. If you're scrolling through Facebook and you see us on Facebook Live, wherever you are, we appreciate you so much for being with us. The trade deadline has came and went. And I don't know. Come and gone. Came and went. Come and gone. I, I, I don't know. The outcome is still exactly the same, though. Sacramento Kings didn't make any moves, and everybody has different feelings about that. Uh, We welcome in the host of the game last nightcap and soon-to-be host of She Got Next. Okay. Olivia Christian. Okay. Yes, indeed. Uh, Let's actually, let's let's take a break from talking about the Kings not making a trade and trying to calm everybody down and talk about the fact that that the Sacramento Kings actually got a victory last night. Let's very literally oh talk about the game last night. Um Hey, I'll take it. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. I didn't, oh, didn't even think it's twice. A win is a win. <laughs> I, I was, take the W. I was so set oh on that team losing in those final seconds that when they finally stole the it was just like Psh, I don't care. I'll right. take it. Hey. Houston tried their best to give that game away multiple times. Please take like you were fighting so hard. They stayed in the game of the, the Kings. You know, I always say it's so hard to beat those teams that you're expected to beat. Those teams that are in 12th, 11th place who are just having fun, trying to figure each other out. They have nothing to lose. And at the tail end of a road trip that was, you know, super long for them. I, I, I understood why it was a challenge in a way, um, but they got lucky. The Rockets gave that game away. They got mm-hmm. lucky, and we'll take the W when we can yeah, get it. That's fine with us. I'm not that's tripping fine. off. Yeah, I'm not tripping off that at all. Had me walk around down the street today like uh, Jay Versace. I don't know about that Jay Versace when he walking. He just <sighs> feeling good, feeling great. I don't know about that. Ap- boy. Apologies to the entire radio audience right now. I mean, y'all gotta, y'all gotta <laughs> get outside. That is, that's not, that's not my fault that y'all don't know who Jay Versace is. He was no, over. I meant the movement that you just. That, made the that physical movement you were displaying. People can't, the, the you know. Physical movement doesn't quite. It's like, so, like sometimes I wonder: do people look down at the Odyssey app or just like look at the radio when we start doing all of these visual bits that we do on the show? Oh <laughs> uh, no, man! I felt great last night. I felt great after that win. Um, and hidden in the gift that was given by the Houston Rockets, Kings actually did make some plays down the stretch. De'Aaron Fox, I thought that steal on Jalen Green was huge. I think it was a – They were down five at that game. point? Yeah, I thought, I thought it might have been five too. So it might have been a five-point game. Houston had the ball with around a minute to go. And De'Aaron Fox uh, picks his pocket – you know, and goes in for a score and makes it a one-score game with mm-hmm. I think about fifty seconds ago. Yeah. That was a huge play. Yeah. That was a big play, and then that they came play, down into some shots uh, l- later on in that last minute as well. That play followed by Keegan's charge. Uh, mm-hmm. They didn't need to make that run. I can't recall the player who did it. Obviously, a young guy trying to KJ do something in the last few seconds. Yeah, it was KJ Martin. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like you, you could have dished that. You could have yeah. dribbled it out. But you tried to go hard, and Keegan stepped in. That was another op- – that them trying to give the game away. Yeah. 
Um, I don't know if I was walking around feeling happy after the end of that game. Like, yeah, but I, know, I was I like, all right, that. a win is a win. Like if a team is going to put it on a platter for you, foul you with 0.7 seconds left so you can take three, we'll take it. We'll take it. Always, always be happy with the win. Always. I'm always happy after a win. Can we sing? You know, one thing that's interesting to me about Darren Fox, and this is a conversation I think that I'm sure you guys have had, and, you know, he clearly has the ability to turn it on, turn it off, dial it up, dial it down, whenever he feels like it. Mm. Last week when James was here, I was asking, like, why aren't teams doing a better job preparing to handle De'Aaron Fox? And, you know, sometimes they're limited in their ability to do that or they just don't game planning in a way that I think could really kind of tie him up at least a little bit, at least take some seconds off the shot clock. Now, I'm not advocating for it. I just think it's wild that they still haven't adjusted. But one thing that came to mind last night was, you know, in thinking about how long this season is, De'Aaron Fox is really smart about how he conserves his energy. Like, I don't like it all the time when he's saving it for the fourth quarter. It seems like he's saving it. for. I'm like, why do you only show up then? But it's a long season. It's a long game. And it seems to me that as he's improved, as he's gotten more, um, you know, years in the league, he's learned how to be able to turn it on, turn it off when he needs to come up with big plays like that steal last night and really be able to change the game or seal the deal and, and have a win like that. I think as an organization, the fact that Coach Brown, you know, weeks ago I talked about how he shared that they try to have these mini seasons. Mm. Um, every five games is a mini season. The goal is to win three out of them and, and, and have those incremental wins, improve in incremental ways and have some longevity to the season where there's a big fall off after the break. So I think – Individually, De'Aaron Fox obviously is the heart and soul of this team in terms of like his ability to just create for himself and others. They miss him a lot when he's gone, but I, I like the way that he's approaching the game. I like the way that the team is continuing to approach these wins. It is difficult to to win against teams who can just throw up anything, and it's a win-win scenario because it's a learning process for them. But I think by and large, the Kings, who are continuing to be the best road team in the Western Conference, have done what it takes. And um, I, I think they deserve this break. They got a couple more before they can take a breather. But I'm, I'm impressed with the fact that they've had such a great season thus far. And again, have been pacing themselves in a way that I think they've set themselves up for more success on the back end. Mm. I think one thing about De'Aaron that, you know, because we talk about the you know fourth quarter Fox, he was five of nine last night for 13 points in the fourth quarter. And every single one of those points in the two point victory, obviously, is massive. But I... I I, we talk about the turning it on, turning it off thing, and we've talked about that so much this year. We were talking about it as recently as a couple of weeks ago, and I think the very next game he came out and he had a massive first quarter. Mm-hmm. I think what De'Aaron does a lot is, because I do believe he has a very high basketball IQ, he gets a feel for the game. And I I, I don't know that this is written in like a 2022-2023 Sacramento Kings playbook, but it feels like it's Domas quarter one, Fox in quarter four, and let's figure out the rest along the way. I think his, you know, you could see, you could see varying levels of aggression, but I think he always is trying to work within the flow of the game. Mm-hmm. And I think it's very rare that he comes out in quarter one and goes, "Yeah, I got to set the tone here in a massive way." And he did it a, a, when they needed it a couple of games ago, and it was it was massive for them. Mm-hmm. 
I agree. That, I think that's an accurate assessment. Taking a step back and looking at how he approaches the game, I think he's he's got that high basketball IQ. And as a team, all of them are really trying to get each other going. So if he were to come out and just try, you know, take over the game and set the piece, it's not really setting up his the other teammates for success. So because if they do clamp down on him, you want to be able to have space and time for Domas to be able to get off and have Metu. And obviously, when uh, my homeboy comes in. King King, he needs to be able to step in and be effective as well. So it seems as if he is setting the table for all of them. And when it's time to eat, he will eat. Yeah. And the rest of the team, again, in these five mini seasons that they're having, all of these little games, I think they are are building up a good um, strategy. They're implementing it well, and they're they're spreading the love throughout the roster. When the bench can come in and there's no drop-off, or if the bench comes in and it's a step up, like last night, they were really producing uh, for the, you know, Domas was in foul trouble. So Metu and the rest of them, they had to be able to come in and keep the pace. And I, I think they're continuing to do that. And it's all just muscle memory. Mm-hmm. You know, when you keep going through these scenarios, it, it's helping to build emotional confidence with everybody. It's camaraderie. They're playing together as a team, but it's all becoming muscle memory for them too. So it's a mm-hmm. given when these situations come up, they can all be effective. They stay ready. So they don't have to get ready. And yeah, I think clearly shirt. that here in box yeah. can do that too. Yeah. Quick note. Um, Lakers bucks tonight. Mm-hmm. LeBron James out. Mm. So just bucks Lakers tonight. LeBron James out. Mm-hmm. Just putting it out there. Just Cause everyone was in a panic earlier about, Oh my God, here come the Los Angeles Lakers. Okay. They got a game to play tonight. And the king is out. He's resting his greatness. I'm calling right and, now. That's, and, and, a, that's a loss. Like Russ isn't playing tonight. No. I'm a guess Malik and Vanderbilt. All of them, I'm guessing that's not a go tonight. So. No Thomas Bryant. Giannis. Going to need you to handle business Do work. tonight. Do work. Handle business. That's, that, that, that's, a, that's a game. They all count. So you can think what they want mm-hmm. about the future. This one counts just the same. Just like yesterday, counted for the Kings. It did. You know what I mean? It so, counts. So, it's a W, baby. That's what it is. And we throwing up the W. And every and with every game, we get closer to the end. Mm. So all oh, this, is that how this works? I think. Well, you know, if the season started today, Kenny, <laughs> Kings would finish ten. I, I think all this. Ugh. Oh, gotta be gotta be ready because it's about to get crazy. Hey, one game closer to the end. It's not like these. It's not, this ain't a baseball schedule. They don't. <laughs> After 50 games, they don't have 100 games left. Mm-hmm. You got about 20 games, 25 games or so to get this thing right. So I look at the Kings. Olivia, you said something there that I completely agree with you. They're starting to uh, – and not starting to. I think they already have it. But they have confidence every single time out, no matter the scenario, no matter the situation. I bet to a man, you go down, um, go down that roster, go down that bench, and if you ask those guys – with the minutes go down five, did they think the game was over? No, absolutely not. Get a stop, get a steal, um, you know, get a bucket. We hit threes, whatever. Like they, they have supreme confidence in their ability as a team, and I think that needs to be accounted for when you talk about evaluating this team down the stretch as well. Definitely, and you can see what a young team how they would react in that that situation. You saw it with the Rockets; they got sloppy. They had a bunch of turnovers in the last few minutes, and. Aaron Gordon was one who gave up a couple of turnovers. He's a veteran, but other players trying to do too much. Um, and, and the Kings, again, because of their muscle memory, because of what they've done thus far this season, they've learned a lot of lessons and they have confidence with each. If there's time left on the clock, 
they know they can still do something. Mm. And um, I, I think that's wonderful. And it's full, fully on display. And I think they up and down the chart, everybody has confidence in everyone's ability to do what they need to do, to not do too much, to not try to become a different player all of a sudden in the final seconds, to not be the hero, but to draw up a plan, execute it perfectly, and then have that confidence in each other to be able to pull out a W. You mentioned, you know, staying ready so you don't have to get ready. I, I, I stay ready. Terrence Davis has been really, really good over this last what four game stretch, maybe five game stretch at this point. Uh, he had some big baskets last night. He had some big plays. Mike stuck with him. He got fifteen minutes of run, and and I think you know, I think that's another thing is we talk about you know. We, it's it's part it's it's part of the game, right? When trade deadlines approach, you you just we 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 do our best, and sometimes we fail to not use words like assets. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about an asset; we're talking about another man. And mm-hmm. w- like Terrence, I gotta imagine this has been tough for him mm-hmm. because he knows, like he knows. he's an expiring contract. His minutes have been a little sketchy. I gotta imagine this is a tough week for them. I'll propose something we haven't talked about here in the first two hours of the show. What if guys like Terrence Davis or Chemezi Metu or even Rashawn Holmes Mm -hmm. breathe a sigh of relief now that this trade deadline is behind them? James just posted a, a, a video talking about how lively practice is today. Maybe this team is able to... And up their game a little bit for these final 27, knowing I'm going to be a sacrifice. I'm going to be able to finish what we started this season. Yeah. That's nothing. That's stuff. We, we don't always consider that stuff. And look, real quick, Olivia, because I want you to, to answer to that. But I, to your point, I think this team really likes each other. Mm-hmm. And I, I think there, there's a possibility, like you just mentioned, that they're relieved that none of these guys got to go anywhere. Like you said, they get to start or they get to finish what they started together. That's been preached probably from day one, together, in this locker room, together, together. They've bought in. They really like each other. And that had to be a little stressful the last couple of days, last week or so. Man, are we going to are we gonna lose TD? Are we, you know, I know Rashawn don't play, but that's my guy. Like, mm-hmm. man, is Rashawn going to be here? And the fact that all these guys get to stick together and see this thing through, that could be a boost for this team as well. Yeah, I think – I agree with both of you. And as much as they try to, you know, put those things in the back of their mind and just play the game, step on the court, stay ready, they're human beings. There's no way that you're not feeling stressed, you're not feeling worried about where you may land. You don't have you've come this far with this team this season. You've improved so much. You've this you've built this camaraderie. You're playing for each other. And to think at any moment you can get that phone call and say you're being shipped out, like that would be devastating to them. And there's no way no matter how professional you want to, you know, approach the game, it's still, they're still human beings. They have families, they have people that are counting on them to be uprooted in the middle of the season can be devastating. There's no doubt in my mind that it's a huge sigh of relief for those folks that we were thinking about, especially because it's difficult to get in the rotation. Once somebody starts playing really well, Mike Brown will keep playing them, which he should do. Mm -hmm. If they're playing great, if they're contributing, uh, you want to keep them on the court. And every now and then, I personally will be like, oh, yeah, what about TD? He's also an amazing player. We haven't seen him in a while. So, you know, from his perspective and other players like Matthew and Holmes, they must be thinking that as well. Um, When they're sitting 
for a long time, for a number of games, not being able to contribute. There's no way that they weren't feeling stress over the last few days. Um, but I'm glad, I'm so glad they're able to stay together and see this season through. And that, to me, means they can take it up a notch. I know Coach Brown had been talking about he thinks they have much more improvement in their – they have an ability to take it up a notch, especially on the defensive end, which they've got to do. They've got to do. One, it's going to help Domas stay out of foul trouble if we can keep people from getting blown past each other like they did last night. But um, I think they have um, the ability to improve – and this decision to keep everybody in place will just build more confidence in one another. It's going to be fun to watch. You mentioned Mike Brown a couple of times. Uh, there's two things I want to point out from Mike Brown. One, if you didn't happen to catch Mike Brown's comments on uh, De'Aaron Fox, I strongly encourage you to go see him because he was asked about De'Aaron hitting the free throws. And Mike as nonchalantly as humanly possible after a stressful two-point win. It's like, yeah, that's what he's supposed to do. Mm -hmm. He's an all-star. I love that. More than the -the over-the-top praise, I love that. Like, of course he's going to make those free throws to win us the game. It's De'Aaron Fox. I I, I love that. I love it, too. It's giving very much Chris Rock and taking care of your children. That's what you're supposed to do. Right. You're not going to celebrate that. Aaron did not get a cookie dad. last night. Yeah, he did not. He did not get a cookie for for hitting his free throws. <laughs> the other thing was, and I'm surprised this wasn't what you led with. You, you mentioned your king, Malik Monk. There's a great video out there, and I admittedly didn't catch this live that Kenny's guy, Worldwide Bobe, posted uh, narrating that final sequence and how improbable the entire thing was. But he catches Mike yelling at. Monk to jump the pass like because they saw the play and if you go back and you watch it you see Monk and I don't think it was Monk and De'Aaron but it was Monk and, Monk and somebody switched mm-hmm. and Monk was able to jump the pass that's how he stole it mm-hmm. and they saw that whole thing develop and Mike saw it Malik saw it and everyone executed it with no time with no time to do anything other than after the foul we've seen it we know what they're doing jumped that pass and he did it to perfection and didn't dribble definitely did not dribble and and Mike got the Mike got the timeout call and the Kings advanced it and De'Aaron was fouled I not worked out perfectly Uh, but that was a hell of a job by Mike and Malik right there yeah it was perfection and again like veteran players know what to do Hearing Mike call out the jump the pass and then getting, you know, securing the basketball, not trying to do too much in those final seconds, having that timeout called. That's what they needed in the moment, clearly. But again, that's the confidence they have in one another to be able to execute plays, to understand that they are not out of it. They didn't give up at any point. If there's time on the clock, there's time for the Kings to win. And even if they were down by more and they couldn't have made it in the last few, they were down by five and there was no likelihood, they continue to play until the game is over. Yeah. And another thing, that's what I think a bunch of Kings fans really have always respected. The team tries. And when you try and we can see that effort, we're going to root for you whether or not we get the W or the L. Luckily, we're on the other side, it seems, at this point. Now we're we're definitely celebrating many more Ws than we have in the past. And I, I think it's, again, a testament to good coaching, good strategy, muscle memory, and playing within yourself and not trying to do too much in any given moment. Yeah, for sure. Olivia, how do you feel about uh, about the Kings not making any moves at the trade deadline? I'm cool with it. I'm totally cool with it. What if I told you you could have Dwayne Dedman 
or Serge Abaca. Well, they're both. Well, I do about, like, well, yeah, I'm about to say here, uh, Serge Abaca waved by the Pacers. People talking about they want him here. And related news, uh, at Jazzy 510 will not be allowed to go to the Golden One Center if Serge Abaca comes here. Oh, that's her. That's a little crush crush. Everybody loves him. Oh, man. I, I was about to Very say, I mean, I, I wouldn't mind seeing him in, in purple. or I mean, Serge Ibaka going to show up to Sacramento and break up marriages. <laughs> everybody Ken, everybody Ken, loves Serge Ibaka. And Kenny's Dallas. like, no, I want Dwayne Dedman. I want Dwayne Serge Dedman. Ibaka loves everybody, too. And I Serge want Ibaka. him to grow his hair back. <laughs> All right. Jazzy 510, you are banned from the Golden One Center. In other like, come down to LA. Come down to LA when the Kings play. Come down to LA. We can watch them together. Kenny's gonna wonder why William was contacted and season tickets were just purchased from his household. Like <laughs> one season ticket. One. <laughs> one season ticket uh, for the Sacramento Kings uh, uh, purchased from uh, the Caraway household. But that see, like the the whole thing. Like I I find the conversation because it's happening in the chatty house. It's happening on Twitter, and like I get it. But think about what we're talking about right here. Sarah Jabaka and Dwayne Dedman. Two guys who have been traded and waived. Mm -hmm. Now, hey, maybe the fit is perfect. But this is what we were talking about earlier. What does that do? Ultimately, I'll, I'll, I'll I'll hit you with it. What are we really talking about? When we're talking about adding Dwayne Dedman and Serge Ibaka. What are we talking about, man? What, is Serge going to sit in Alex Lynn's seat because Alex Lynn's going to be gone? Huh. Or, get, get, get Kessler uh, Edwards just got his first uh, promo. We'll play that for you in a minute. Mm-hmm. We're going to cut him after his first promo? I, I, e- I don't know. Even, even more than that, guys, you look at Serge or Dwayne Dedman. Serge. And, and <laughs> like, look, man, I, I don't mean this is no disrespect, but – if I could get Serge, 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 Serge. Serge. Wait, I think I, I missed like the Serge. joke on this pronunciation. What is this about? <laughs> it's it's Beverly Hills Cop. If you remember, uh, if you remember, uh, Bronson Pinchot, Balky was in. Balky, yeah, yeah. His name was Serge, but <laughs> Axel Foley would call him Serge. Serge, Hawkwell. It sounds like a detergent. Serge. <laughs> Serge Ibaka. All right, it's if it's coming get, back to me. Thank you for letting me in on the joke. If you could get Ibaka for free, okay, as opposed to giving up something and, and, and give getting, you know, Plumlee's the one that always comes up. But you know, somebody like that, like why not? Why not go to the buyout market and see what you? Can I get honestly, I wasn't expecting the Kings to do anything. If they would have done something, I would have been like, what? Who? Why? Mm-hmm. So I wasn't. I wasn't expecting any moves to be made. I think they've got a great team. I don't think they needed to give up anything for any of the players that you named, um, especially. So I think we need to ride this season out. We got some good guys together. I think so, too. And I think that's exactly how uh, Monty McNair feels and Wes Wilcox feels. And I think those guys did inquire about all of these names that we really like, like Matisse Thibel and Mason Plumlee. And they all had these discussions and they determined what they were asking for. Probably wasn't working. Did they inquire about OG Ananobi? They very well may have. And as we have outlined on this show, as you, Casey, have outlined on this show a number of times, the first, hey, what are we looking at with OG? Okay, we're going to start with Keegan Murray, and we're build from there. Mm -hmm. Cool. Uh, Good to talk to you, Uh, Messiah. We'll catch you next time. Take care, man. Be good. Holla, holla.
<laughs> hit, hit him with the Teddy Long. Holla at me. Holla. And then that's what Big Boy said on that one skit. He's like, he's like, yeah, man. The guy was telling him, he's like, yeah, man, I'm going to holla at you. <laughs> Big Boy's, don't holla at me. <laughs> don't holla at me. That's what, that's what we would say to ask him for Keegan Murray. Hey, sir, no, nah, don't, don't holla at me, Masai. <laughs> don't holla at me. Uh, the game last night, available on all your social media channels. And She Got Next, coming soon yeah. uh, to NBC Sports California, Let's NBC go. Sports Bay Area. Uh, and we'll come back with more uh, on the Kings. We'll talk more about – also, I've, I've got the video of, of Kessler Edwards at practice today. That brother clearly is 12 years old. Like, I, this, is, this is an extremely young individual. We'll play this sound uh, from James Hammond, the Kings Beat, when we return here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. D-Lo and KC continues. Streaming live on the Odyssey app. Live on the Odyssey app, live. You can watch the show on YouTube.com slash ESPN 1320. We hope to show up. You'll hit the subscribe button. You'll hit the thumbs up as well. We hope you'll vote in the poll question. The poll question uh, been up for well over an hour now. The results have not changed, and I'm actually quite happy to see this. Sarah Hodges, uh, CBS 13, we welcome her in here. I'm going to throw this poll question at you. Do the Kings miss the playoffs, meaning the top six? Do the Kings miss the playoffs because they didn't make a deal today? I don't think so. Because I think, who who are you really going to get? That was going to, like, none of those top guys that were so worried about that came from the East now to the West were going to come to Sacramento. Mm-hmm. I I think the Kings have something really, really good. They have a good thing going, and they need to stick with it. And I think they're I think they're going to make the playoffs. I agree. Seventy three percent of the voters agree with you. Yeah, yeah I, I, I mean, with you. listen, when it's all said and done, you can't predict what's going to happen in the future. And I know that's what we try to do, especially with these trades. But like anything can happen, and it does happen. Mm-hmm. We know each and every year. Every time we see these blockbuster trades and these all stars, three, four on a team, we think it's over. It's over for the rest of the for the league, but it's not. <laughs> that and does happen. That's all just the reality. The whole league. I believe this happened with uh, uh, James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving in Brooklyn. And it what- literally happens all the time. And and there will be teams that will be like right there, but just so you know, the, the, the Kings can be one of these sneaky teams that really nobody expects that just plays hard together. They have chemistry. They know each other's game now, and. They play their way in and they don't look at everything else that's going on. Cause I'm not going to lie. Like last night when I saw KD going to Phoenix, I was like, started like stressing out for the Kings. I was like, Oh my gosh, like this is happening. Like this is, this is now, this is a different conversation when we look at the West and the standings and just how close it is. Like now I'm worried. Well, look, we, I did that. We were recording a podcast. It kind of broke like, as we're preparing to do the podcast, I'm on there immediately like, oh, what are the Kings going to do? They got they got to do something. And then, you know, you think about it for a little bit and you're like, they don't need to do anything. Once yeah. again, you're not in the um, situation where you can get Kyrie or KD or something like that. Michael Bridges, they talking about, they were trying to talk about four first rounders for Mike. I'm not spending four mm. first rounders on Michael Bridges, Jay Crowder. All this, like, if it works, it works. Crowder's but, a dog now. Crowder is a dog, but once again, where, where's he, he going to play? <laughs> Isn't that where he went? Didn't they? Didn't they the move Bucks him to Milwaukee? Him. Yeah. yeah. But but the thing about it with all these guys is, who are you willing 
to take minutes away from mm-hmm. if you're the Kings. Like Crowder comes, you trade for uh, Jay Crowder. Okay, you starting him over Keegan Murray? You are okay with that? You know, I, maybe you are, maybe you're not. I don't know. But the the point is, the group that they have is already pretty damn good. They've proven themselves throughout the first three quarters of the season, and I think they're still going to be all right. I don't have any worries about this roster. I mean, from what we've seen out of them so far, should we? I mean, obviously there's there's waves, but there, there's waves with even the best team. You know, even even the top two teams, you know, in the league, they're, they're, they have up and down games. That's just what it's about. Like you're never going to be perfect 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that we all – have realized, and if you, if you didn't already know this, now you definitely know that this is for sure De'Aaron's team. There's oh, yeah. no doubt about it. And in his absence, the Kings felt it. And I'm so glad to see De'Aaron back because I feel like his team needed him to come back. Like they were almost like low-key lost their identity without him. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think the other thing, that's 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 so accurate. Let's, uh, let's stick with the trade deadline for one second because I do want to get to the game Sorry. last night. Um the, no, it's it's you know it's great. Every, everything's about about De'Aaron and the squad and playing. I think part of the uneasiness with a lot of Kings fans is they look around and feel like the Clippers got better, Phoenix landed Kevin Durant, the Lakers got younger, and D'Angelo Russell is going in there, and you've got LeBron and Anthony Davis and all of those different things. They shift out Russell Westbrook, so every beat writer on the Los Angeles Lakers, the way that they write, the the Lakers should go twenty eight and zero now. The rest of the season with the big problem, like, Russell right? Westbrook being gone. <laughs> and you, oh, maybe did Portland get better? Did Minnesota get better? And I think that magnified some Kings fans' discomfort with the Kings not making a move is the fact that it felt like everyone around them did. And many people believe a lot of those teams got better. Who, uh, my question is okay, well, like, who would you guys have felt better, like, felt good about getting then? Like, I understand that concern because I'm concerned when I look at like these big names coming, but like the Kings were never going to get them. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like where I understand there's that concern, but like what it, what exactly did you want? And like you said, who are you going to trade out for those players? Right. right. What it, players do you like better that you were realistically going to get than what the Kings have? Uh, and I think that's probably what Vivek and Monte were looking at too. Yeah. Then you look at guys like th- that were mentioned, Plumley, Thibel, uh, Josh Richardson. I wouldn't feel bad if the Kings got Wasn't him. Wasn't there a like one. a Derrick Rose conversation in Derrick there too? Rose was like, mentioned I this want... morning as well. Like, I-, I wouldn't feel bad if the Kings got like those are fine ball players. I- that's a good addition. But once again, what am I giving up? And right. where does that fit into what the Kings already have going on? Like you exactly. said, Plumley comes, then he-, he he plays for Metsu. That's good. Plumlee's a solid defender. I guess he does dribble handoffs like DeMontis Sabonis, so that's a good – according to some, that's a good reason that, that, to have him. But he's a terrible free-throw shooter. He's got no real offensive game. And he can't stay out of foul trouble himself half the time when I watch him. So there are cons to bringing those guys in. Are you sure that those cons are just going to, you know, fit seamlessly – with what the Kings already have going on. I don't know. Exactly. Like the chemistry is so good right now. Do you tamper with that, with those names? Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, that's, I think what you have to consider. Like, yeah, if you're going to get Kevin Durant, obviously you shake things up, 
But, you know, knowing that you're not going to get an all-star like that and knowing the level of play, you guys are third in the West right now and have beat good teams. Like they still have a lot to prove. Don't get me wrong. Like a lot, but I feel like they're in a good position if they just stick to the game plan and worry about themselves. It's easy to get discouraged when you look at what everybody else is doing, Mm. you know, but we've known through history and through covering all of these trade deadlines that it doesn't always work out. Like it looks on paper. Right. So I like what the Kings are doing. I really do. I like the way that they look Um, against. I mean, you know, I think that they should be playing better, obviously, against the Rockets whenever you're ready to transition. But, you know, we can transition now and and I'll stop you right there. Let's talk about the game. I don't give a damn how they played. (laughs) They won. And at the end of the night, when you're down uh, uh, with, with the with, when you're down, what was it? Uh, two points with or one point with the ball. One point with uh, one point two seconds with your opponent having the ball with two seconds left, and you wind up winning. Hey, <laughs> I don't give a damn how you but got there. A win there. is a win is a win, right? I'm with you care. on that. I'm with you on that. I'm just saying, if like if we're gonna pick apart the issues, but no, you're right. Like finally, a call went the king's way. Like. I was so upset at that call, even after reviewing it, saying that it was out on De'Aaron Fox. I was like, this is just a joke. Mm-hmm. And then when Malik Monk just did his thing yeah. and then everybody was on the same page, coach called the timeout at the perfect time. De'Aaron ends up getting fouled, which thank God, because it wasn't going in regardless. Yeah, yeah. No, it, was, it was just it was a heck of a way to finish the game, man. Um, I like the fight from this team. We talked about it a little bit with Olivia, but you look at this team. And they never feel like they're out of it. You know, they could be down five with a minute to go. And we all we got to do it a two and a three. We're back into this mm-hmm. thing. We're tying it up. They they feel like they can win any game in any situation. And it you can see that type of confidence with mm-hmm. the way they play, with the way they continue to battle. Because it's always like, yeah, if we just do this and that. We talked about it way back when at the, the Washington game where the crowd was trying to win. But also yeah. you could feel the Kings like, man, we just – Man, we we one of the best scoring teams in the yeah. league, the best scoring team in the league. We just hit a couple of threes. We hot. Mm-hmm. We're in this thing. Like right. that's the confidence they exude as a as a right. team. And uh, last night, it's probably a big reason why they won. No, absolutely. You just want to see that confidence in against really good opponents, and then you feel really comfortable. At least for me, like for them, they feel confident. It doesn't matter who it is, right? Like mm-hmm. from I guess a fan's perspective, and me wanting the Kings to be great for the city of Sacramento and for all of you, you know, you want to see that happen against really good teams. So then you, you go in, you know, closer to when it's down the stretch, when it's really going to matter and you get those wins and then you feel confident, like, okay, we can do this. We can be down by a little and still come back. Cause that's something that the Kings haven't been able to prove in the past. There is something worth acknowledging too about the Phoenix acquisition. I'll mention real quick though. You're listening to D'Lo and Casey on KIFM West Sacramento. 98.5 FM Carex QHD2 Sacramento ESPN 1320. Always live on the free Odyssey app. You can watch the show on twitch.tv slash ESPN 1320 and youtube.com slash ESPN 1320. Our television star, uh, Sarah Hodges of CBS 13, uh, with us here. The Phoenix Suns, obviously, you, you acquire Kevin Durant. That's going to be the big splash. That's going to be the big move. That's going to get everybody's attention. But these guys, they gave up a lot of really, really quality pieces and you're putting a lot on the shoulders now of of of, of Chris Paul, who's I love and is right. clearly aging. 
father time uh, and, 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 you know, like now retirement things and missing his wife and kids are being discussed in interviews and KD, who is, if KD played 82 games a year or, or 76 games a year, it would be Jokic, Giannis and Kevin Durant every year, hmm. right. but he doesn't. And there's always right. a fear of. You could lose KD at any second. You could lose Chris Paul at any second. And it may fall as to how much you believe in in, in Devin Booker. I thought the Suns were headed in the right direction already. I thought there was some – I think it felt like there were some underlying issues off the court that had been hindering them a little bit. Mm -hmm. But I'm not sold on this working out long term. Yeah, I think I agree. I think maybe long term you're on the right track and same with like Kyrie Irving, right? We don't know how long that's going to work out, but really all they need is four months. Mm. And that's just really the bottom line. And maybe what you're saying about Chris Paul, this is just an example. Why? Like, okay, look, this is my last year. I want to retire after this year. Let's go all in. And maybe they're like rallying around Chris and are like, yeah, we're going to do this. We're going to go get the best. You guys have the best chance and you guys need to give the best next what are we, February, March, April, May, June? Yeah, like five months that you have left in you, and we're going to go for it. And they feel like that's their best chance at, at winning a championship. That, and that's 100%. But that's what we were and talking about And the next season earlier. doesn't really matter as much. We're yeah. like, we'll figure it out. Like, I, 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 think, I think Phoenix is looking at this year and next year. And we've, those, are, that's, those are our chances to win a championship yeah. this year and next year. And then after that you know, that, that ship gets steered in a different, and by the way, shout out to, I, I don't know how to pronounce the new owner's last name. He's been an owner for seven seconds. Well, yeah. th- th- this is, this is what, uh, he literally just got approved as the owner and he was like, Hey, let's go get Kevin Durant while I'm here. Well, this is uh, Bill Simmons always talks about the new owner splash. Like they all do it. They all do it. And he, he did it. Vivek went and got Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> well, Vivek went and got, uh, Vivek's big splash was the Rudy Gay trade. Uh, no, Vivek's big splash was Mike Malone. Remember how coveted Mike Malone was. Uh, well, you don't really co- count coaches in that situation. Oh, I strongly It's about disagree. making – what he talks about the big deal is trades. Oh. Like they make it irrational. Not irrational, but like, hey, we got to make a splash as, as a trade. Go get a player. He went and got Rudy Gay and got three 20-point-per-game scores. Thought that might get the Kings to the playoffs, but it didn't. Three 20-win seasons in a row. Oof. I don't know if that's what it was, but that's what it felt like. <laughs> How do you feel about the Lakers? They got a they got a lot younger. Uh, D'Angelo yeah. Russell, uh, I guess a, I guess a uh, hashtag D'Angelo two point D'Lo two point loading. Uh, I don't know. Back De-loading. back where it all started. I know it's so confusing to me. A little bit, right? Little like bit. when I saw it, I was like, oh, okay, we're going back there. Yeah. I, I guess maybe like you don't realize what you had until it's gone. I, I guess know, I guess not. I don't. I don't know. I, what, I, well, like I mean, Swaggy P's not there, so you know, and and Snapchat isn't as popping anymore. So maybe he understands how to use these social media things now, if at all. Maybe it's just all social media. I mean, I think like you're talking about the Lakers. The move, like we all knew like what they need. It was it was strange that they weren't putting like better shooters around LeBron. Like, it was always just strange to me how they were kind of going back and forth with that. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It, it's it's very interesting, right. the decisions they've ma- made in the past two years. They've been trying to land Buddy Heald up until 11.59 <laughs> fix all of that stuff. Literally. Like, I, I just – it's you, it's interesting. I 
I wish I could dive deeper into the Lakers since I'm obviously a Lakers fan and really figure things out. Like I would, like, I wish that I understood it all, but I just don't. And I'm just from doing what we do every day. And, you know, obviously I watch games and stuff and reading. I'm just like, what is going on? Like, what are we doing? Do you, uh, you to go to another team, you think Kyrie and Luca, you think that works? I think for, for a bit. Yeah, Mm. for sure. Like, I think it, it will work this season. That's why I think like long term, I don't know, but like we'll see, you know, down the stretch now, both of these teams, Lakers, well, all of them, Suns, um, Mavericks are all on the outside looking in. And so like I think that they're definitely probably gonna make the playoffs, like for sure. Mm-hmm. Whether they're gonna win a championship, I don't know. But I, I think that it can work if Kyrie can I don't know him that well, so I don't like really like to comment too much on like what his personal situation is. But if all of that can be in line for X amount of time, then they'll be fine. If those issues start starting now, then we have issues. Kyrie got a shelf life. We can call it what it is. Like Kyrie got a shelf life. At some point, he's going to spoil. (laughs) Exactly. So we'll see. He does have an expiration date as far as like some sort of drama happening, you know? I'm going to say this, though. I ain't going to say a damn thing bad about Kyrie Irving or the Dallas Mavericks until Saturday night. Oh, man. It, oh, it's God. A, it's, a, it's a fine organization. I ain't going to say nothing uh, bad that, about that squad until these two games are over. That, that I like that you say Saturday night, yeah. like, and not just Friday night. You're nope, like, no, I nope. need both of these mugs nope. to be over <laughs> before I even comment on I ain't going to say nothing bad about that team. Hey, man, you know. The, the, Jason the Kidd is a hell of a coach. True champions over there uh, at Dallas. True champions. Upstanding citizens over there You have to see them together, though. Like, I'm so excited to see them together. But we might not. We might not see them together. Like, we don't. We still don't know the status of Luka. Like, there's a very yeah. real chance Luka's first game with Kyrie could be Friday or Saturday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we still wouldn't be on national television. No. Don't you? I know. That's insane. But don't you just, like, love that? Like, I'm so excited for tomorrow just because of this storyline. Like, if Kyrie didn't come here, like, I'm glad he's kind of in the West in a way because it's, like, it just makes it so much more fun and the storyline so much bigger um, and brings so much more excitement, you know? Yeah. It's Kyrie Irving. I know. He's a star. I know. He's He's a star. He's a superstar. Come on. Match him up with Luca, who's also a superstar. Yeah. That's a box office team. I, I don't know if they have enough defense and enough help around to really make a move, but I mean, I see I see the vision. I see mm-hmm. what they were going for. So there's that. I and mean, he handled business without Luca. So on his first in his first game, he did. What do you? Uh, what's going on for the big game this weekend? The Super Bowl. The I don't know game. why I said the big game. Like we're giving oh, away a television Super Bowl? set or something. <laughs> we, yeah, <laughs> I don't know why I did that. It's fine. We'll have our, um, it's not on our air. We won't mention which air it's on, but, um, or what channel it's on, but no, we'll have our, our sports Sunday and we'll have highlights, post game reaction, all that. We'll see what y'all are up to. What are you guys doing? I'm around meeting. Yeah. I'm meeting. I'm, I'm waiting for Rihanna. That's all I'm doing. <laughs> Dude. I'm just waiting for Rhi. That's all. That's like, I have, we've, we've spent, and part of it is the trade deadline and the Kings. We haven't spent more than two minutes talking. I'm, I'm just right. Not wait. First of all, though, how much better do you feel now that like noon hit? Like, were you guys just like, okay, our show's starting? Like, I was literally like stressed out all last night that like anything is gonna break at any moment, and then I'm gonna have to like change my show around, which like something did. Kevin Durant, but it was didn't really involve the Kings that much, so I didn't have to worry too much. But like, 
how insane is that? That it just runs our life. Yeah, it's 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 it was stressful. There was a point where like about like 10 was like, OK, I'm. I'm a, I can't keep up with this. Like, I don't see Sacramento's name. That's the number one thing. Right. I don't see the Kings. I don't. Right. Okay. 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 Josh Richardson was traded. Wait, uh, Devontae Green, just trying to that, that, that's stressful. Yeah. Um, and then there's, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's tough. And the way we, we, we do this whole show, it, it's dicey. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad 12 o'clock is over. I'm glad it's over. Kings are at practice. Everybody's there. Everybody's having fun. Yeah, everybody seems uh, to be happy. So that's, Good that's, spirits. That's all that matters. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Uh, and you were here with us today. So really, that's really all that matters. Always, we always. appreciate you. I love you all so much. We love you too. We'll connect with you this weekend. Yes, sir. All right. That's Sarah yes, Hodges. Have a, good, have a good Thursday. You too. Sarah Hodges, CBS 13. Check her out all the time uh, over there on your television sets. Yeah, man. Um, you know what? Actually, why we got the why we got let's 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 bring in uh, the newest the newest child on uh, <laughs> and I say that with love. This brother looks young. <laughs> Kessler Edwards, newest member of the Sacramento Kings, was at practice today. Uh, talked with uh, the entire media contingent. Uh, this sound courtesy of James Hammond, the Kings. It was something that I wasn't expecting, um, but you know it all it all happened so fast. I can't believe how fast it happened, but I'm glad to be here in Sac. Uh, it's my first day you know, here at the facility, and everybody seems cool, so I think I'm lucky. Do you have any ideas what their plans are for you in terms of gear or GE or anything like that? No, I'm not too sure about that. Um, I'm just excited to get out here and finally hoop with these guys. Um, you know, whether it's in Stockton or down here, I'm excited to get out there and show what I can do. Your former team, are you surprised that it kind of got dissembled as, as much as it did? Uh, yeah, I am surprised. I mean, trade deadline always gets crazy. I didn't know what was going to happen with any of that. So, yeah, I am surprised. I know you were Eastern Conference, but what was your perspective of this team coming in? Uh, I mean, I had experience with these guys when we played them before. Um, they beat us pretty good when I was in Brooklyn, so uh, I know it's a pretty good culture out here. And these guys are young, they all work hard. So. Yeah, the last time I was here, they beat the crap out of us. How were you to see not only yourself come here, but just everything that's happened in Brooklyn? They kind of, you know, Kai's gone and Katie's gone now. Yeah. You never know what to expect. I, I, I mean, I, those questions are tough. Like, that ain't got nothing to do with him. Yeah. But um, can I just remind you? Brother's 22 years old. 22. He just got shipped from Brooklyn to Sacramento. Yeah. Like, and he was like, yeah, it happened so fast. I, <laughs> it did happen please. really fast for him. He was in Houston like like. Yeah, and he, and, he, and, he, and he was there. Like, please don't ever lose sight of what we're talking about. Like, this kid doesn't make $100 million a year. Right. Like, kid, like, look at him. Like, a kid's 22 <laughs> years old. Oh, Good man. Kessler Edwards, man. Kessler Edwards. Newest, newest Kings legend newest right there. Newest Kings legend. Uh, I know there's some more sound out there from James Ham. I'll, I'll, I'll dig around for I, I I know we talked to De'Aaron Fox as well. I'm not sure if he was referred to as daddy nope. uh, anytime nope. during that uh, conversation. <laughs> we need to get James to cut up these videos a little bit. And damn it, James. Uh, we could we could actually just go to the sound of of De'Aaron Fox at practice today. Uh, here's your all star. Thank you. Thank you. you get the little glow now. Yeah. <laughs> Have you been getting much sleep? Uh, yeah. He's he's sleeping through the night. Um, like six, waking up at like six a.m. like clockwork. So, uh, but I'm alright. Game over. Is he still in Houston? No, no, they're here. They're back yeah, here. Yeah, we're back here. Just how how crazy has the last like five days been for you? Uh, it's been a lot. It's been a lot. I mean, uh, 
even a normal sized person can't really fit on a, on a hospital um, couch. So, uh, I mean, I, I was there for three nights, uh, but I was all right. I mean, the, the first game back, I think, was a little bit sluggish for me, uh, but we were able to get two wins while we were out there, so I mean, that, that's all that matters. What do you make of that final play? Uh, the foul? Yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. Um, <laughs> they stood on it. I mean, you watch it. If you watch it from certain angles, it looks like he doesn't foul me. You watch it from different angles, you can see that he fouled me. Uh, but for me, I mean, once once the call was made, we had already used our challenge. They already used their challenge. Um, neither team had timeout, so it didn't really matter. Um, they had to go back and see how much time was on the clock. And all, I know I all I really needed was two, and you can't get a catch and shoot off anyway. So, is there? Is I I I, <laughs> I wonder what would have happened if it was challenged. He fouled him, right? Yeah. Like I, 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 I saw one. Of, it had to have been Bleacher Report. It was uh, a controversial call. Like how so? The Rockets broadcast. I saw that clip. They were they're like, I oh, didn't touch him. He didn't touch him. Stephen Silas, poor guy, said he didn't touch him. No, our, he didn't our, touch our, him. Our, our guy at CBS thirteen, Jay Gaden, must have been watching the Houston Rockets because he was like, "Let's be real, that's not a foul." <laughs> Jake, like. <laughs> One, Come on, Jack. who the hell are you talking to? <laughs> Two, bro, what broadcast were you watching? I don't he know. Fouled, you, if you want to call it a ticky tack foul, if you want to call it like, if 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 the, he, he he clearly made contact. What was it? Brushed up against De'Aaron Fox. Clearly made contact. And look, if we're if we if we being and they real, got the pool reporter treatment last night. Did you see that? If, if we're being real, probably could have been a flagrant. He landed in his airspace, or he, he was in his landing space. No, see? Flagrant foul. Eric Gordon, he is so bad, Eric Gordon got thrown off the Rockets. I thought I thought that was going to get him a contract extension. But you did, yeah, you did well. There you you did well, Eric. I was like that guy from Pros versus Joes who fouled Chris <laughs> Mullen. It was exactly the same. That jackass. We'll come back. Cost Kenny $15,000. We'll come back. We'll talk more uh, Kings basketball. Uh, we'll recap who he root for, uh, and we'll talk more. Actually, let's talk with you, 916-909-1320. How you feeling today now that the trade deadline has came and went, uh, and we've got a two-game series against the Mavericks coming up on Friday and Saturday. Let's dive into that when dealing with Casey return here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. D-Lo and Casey. D-Lo and Casey continues on ESPN 1320. Update our rejoining music. Yeah, I need that. I need that um, Lil Uzi on there. I need that Glorilla on there. That's my cut. That's tomorrow too. That's that's my jam right there. Um, I mean, you can throw some ice spice on there if you want to, you know. Okay. Rich flex. I realize this is my fault, but we could, you could, you can leave Jesse a list after the show. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just give Jesse more stuff to do while Charlie's not here. I'm, sh- I'm sure Jesse's. I feel like Jesse's got a voodoo doll at his house of each of us, and he's just like, go ahead, sure ask, pain in my shoulder. Ask, go ahead, go, go, go on. Ask me for one more thing. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to these phones, man. 916-909-1320. If you want to chat with us, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, we'd love to hear from our man, TC. What's going on, baby? Yes, sir. What's up with my two brothers? TC, what's popping, man? How you doing, man? You sounding down, so, man. What's up, man? Sorry to wake you, bro. <laughs> nah, listen, I ain't even really sounding down. I, honestly, I just really called in because I'm just calm. I, just, I called in really to tell everybody on the airwave. I like how Sarah and my boy called in earlier, like you two guys, like, 
the team is fine, bro. Like, I mean, we in the third seed. You get what I'm saying? And then, like, if you look back at that game, what was that, the first Minnesota game? I think last week when the team, when we lost, like, that game, you could tell, like, the trade deadline had the team kind of, like, flustered a little bit. I don't want to go back to saying Shepard, but the team looked flustered. And we got a chemistry. So, I think Monty went in and Mike looked at each other and said, hey, we don't got to fool with the team, bro. We got a good team right now. And I think bringing new bodies in, making trades would have threw the whole chemistry off. Chemistry what matters with this team, bro. And we're nice right now, so I'm not even mad. I'm happy. I hear you. I hear you, TC. I hate to, I hate to hear what you sound like if you weren't happy. <laughs> well, you you hear him when he t- bring up Kyle Shanahan. That's that's when you hear him not happy. Uh, looks like Mike Brown spoke today, uh, but James posted a six-minute video, so there's <laughs> nothing we could do with James that. James got the juice, man. He J- James, James going to be posting a movie soon. James, edit the damn video. James going to have Friday, Boys in the Hood, Minister Society on his damn on his damn timeline. Hang <laughs> on, James. 916-909-1320. Uh, if you want to get in on the phone lines, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, Blazers beat the Warriors last night. Mm. Hashtag Rip City. Yeah, yeah, we needed that. Mavericks beat the Clippers last night. Ah, we didn't want that. That was that, – that, that's – Again, it was interesting because it wasn't Luca and it wasn't Luca and Kyrie. Yeah. It was Kyrie, and Kyrie looked imp- <laughs> Kyrie looked impressive in his debut with Dallas because Kyrie Irving is an impressive basketball player. Mm-hmm. No one's questioning Kyrie Irving's ability on the basketball floor. I think everybody is anxious to see how this mix of a ball dominant, very capable Kyrie Irving plays with a ball dominant, very capable Luka Doncic. Yeah. I, I think that they – I did say the other day – Not to minimize that win for them, by the way. It was a good win for win. Dallas yeah, Mavericks absolutely. last night. I, I did say um, the other day, you asked me, does this make them title contenders? And I said possibly. I think the ceiling is now higher for what this Mavericks team could be. I'm not sure they're really? going to get there. Yeah. yeah. It's higher than it was Just off, before the trade. Yes. They did lose something out of it, though. Yeah, I didn't think they were that good before. I didn't think they were that good at all. All right. So it's gotten higher. Um, will they Will they reach that? I don't know. Somebody Is that asked, like if everything goes perfect? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Somebody asked me earlier, uh, are the Kings now better than Phoenix, the Clippers, and Dallas? And I said they're better than Dallas. I think the Kings are better than Dallas. Okay. I don't think they're better than Phoenix or, or the Clippers. Mm. Um, but – I think they're a better team than Dallas still. Although Dallas is man, it's a heck, it's a heck of a team, man. It's a heck of a team, man. It's true champions. True, yeah, they are. True they, champions, they, yeah. they play the right way. Absolutely, that's what they do, yeah. and it, it's 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 going to be a hell of a contest. They play the together. Uh, yeah, they play as a team. That offense yep. is like a machine. Um, Luca, I mean, what more can you say about him? Be honest with you, I think he might beat LeBron's record. He he might. Obviously, he te- keeps himself in tip top <laughs> physical shape. Um, let's get Luke, Joe in here. Luca and uh, the guy from Creed. Uh, you can't really tell the difference. No, I mean, it, I actually thought it was Creed versus Luca. That's 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 what I thought. I was like, how did he have time to do this? Uh, <laughs> and where did that tan come from? And no. Um, let's get Joe in here. Nine one six nine zero nine thirteen twenty. What's up, Joe? I just wondering, do you think teams need a superstar to win a championship? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Do you think the Kings? I mean, I know the Kings got some really great players, but do you think a superstar would ever come to the Kings? I know we had some in the past. 
willingly as a free agent? I don't think so, but there are other ways to acquire him, right? Like the the guys that you talk about in the past, um, we got through free agency. We got or not free agency, excuse me, got through trade, trade got through mm-hmm. draft. Um, and those are the two avenues that the Kings would probably have to go down to get a superstar player. Yeah. Um that's a tough yeah, that's that's kind of the tough reality with 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 the Sacramento Kings. Like even like best case scenario, this this like builds out, this team builds out, and Monty keeps adding and tooling to it. <laughs> Could have used that old line again. Like De'Aaron's gonna have to get even better. Mm. Mm. It, it, like because because unless the superstar comes through what you're talking about, that that means the superstar is on the roster, right? And whether it's one of them or both of them, in in, in De'Aaron or Domas, they actually would have to get better for that championship level type conversation. So do you do you think that you think that they have that capability? <sighs> Bro, De'Aaron is really good already. Like. Does he have the ability to be even better than he is right now? He's done everything that you need to get what we said he needed to do to be it, better. It's his if, free throws. He's a better shooter. So, like, so, 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 so maybe, maybe it's not De'Aaron that needs to get better. Maybe if the Kings get better, De'Aaron ascends mm. to that superstar status. Mm. Maybe he's not looked at as a superstar right now because this team isn't good enough. But if the team ascends and he starts looking at an extension after this one, yeah. if he starts looking at like the the real money, yeah. then not to insinuate one hundred seventy something million dollars isn't money, but we're, you know by that point it'll probably be two fifty, two seventy five by the time his contract is up, <laughs> or by the, by the time he's he he's, he's due for that extension. If this team is good enough, maybe maybe he is that superstar. Mm. Um, but certainly, this the that that that's a years down the line thing, and this this roster still needs work. The only thing left to his game that I think he needs to do or can do is on the three point shot, mm-hmm. shooting thirty two percent, thirty three percent this year, um, that's which up, is better than last. Yeah, it's up from last year. Last year he was thirty percent, and I rounded up right there because it was two nine seven. So I'm giving him thirty percent. But if he could find a way to get that up to 35 to 37 percent, um, that's another level for his game. But he's done everything, man. He's done everything we've asked him to do. He's a better free throw shooter. He's better from the field, uh, more efficient from the field. He's, he's done it all, man. He's been more aggressive on a, on a consistent basis. He, he's absolutely done it all. The thing that I also thought about um, today is, and I, and I wasn't for this at all, and I don't think it was ever really a question. I'm not even sure if they can do it. But the first round pick this year, no way. There's nobody available that I would even make him want to trade it. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. not interested in that. People are talking about first rounds and talking about Michael Bridges. I saw our guy Brendan Nunez. He he, uh, he posed the question: Would you trade uh, Keegan for Michael Bridges? And my thought was absolutely not. Michael right now is a better defender. Mm-hmm. Keegan, he's a good three-point shooter as well. But when you talk about building out a roster, Keegan's still going to be on that rookie deal. Going to say, does Keegan have a higher ceiling? 
It's about the same. Okay. I don't know. Keegan will never be the defender that Michael. I Bridges like Mikel. Is. I think Mikel yeah. Bridges is very good, but it, Keegan, it, I, I he'd have to be in addition to, not instead of. Yeah. In my mind. Yeah. Bridges Bridges is always be a better defender, um, but I think there's a higher offensive ceiling for for Keegan Murray. But you talk about Keegan, and you talk about um, that first round pick, man. That, that first round pick gonna be crazy. Oh, Keegan and the first round no, pick. No, and I'm just oh. talking about either one of them. I didn't want. I didn't want to see either one of those gone at this trade deadline. That first round pick gonna be crazy. Like the Kings might be in the twenties, <clears throat> and they could get they could get a, a playmaker in the twenties. And I'm and man, Mikel's really good. Mikel, but he's more expensive. He's more expensive. Yeah, he's more expensive. And you got people that you got to sign coming up. You do. You do. Someone brought up, uh, I think it was our man Rob, brought up Terrence Davis earlier on the phone and him having the ability to sign somewhere else this offseason. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we, we do this every year. Exhibit one, two, three, and four, mm-hmm. and five, if you'd like, can be Harry Giles. Uh, we, I, we, you know how highly we think of Terrence Davis. I think Terrence Davis is great here. I think he works here. I think he's extremely valued here. I don't know what his value is across the league, though. And when it comes to, I think the the number Rob used, uh, you know, he, 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 he they're going to exceed a four million dollar offer next year. I don't know that that's going to happen. I mean, I, I'm sure a lot of it was by choice, but think about the Dante Divincenzo situation also. How did the Kings not extend this? How did the Kings not extend the qualifying offer? Dante DiVincenzo signed for a couple of bucks to play with the Golden State Warriors. Mm-hmm. Now, it, it, again, there's, there's probably multiple things at play. I'm confident Dante DiVincenzo got offered more money to play elsewhere. But how much more money is the question? Was it close enough for him to just go, yeah, I, I think I can go win in Golden State rather than taking a million and a half more, two million more to go play in Orlando? Right. Not that that would be the place, but you get what I mean. Right. I feel like I also everything you're saying is 100 percent right. Thank you. And I also feel like uh, I just I don't know, man. I feel like people be selling TD pretty short, man. I think he I think he's a I think he's a good player off the bench. Um, I think so too. He's a shooter, but I, I just feel like people like they're I, they're in a and you know you know what in a rush to get rid of him for Josh Richardson. You know what I think is really important about TD too. He could be coached. Mm-hmm. And we have all, that's not, that's, we've all witnessed it. Yeah. Anyone who's watched the Kings game has witnessed that. Yeah. Um, I don't have the energy for this. So you can talk to Kamara. Oh, let's go. 916-909-1320. I, I just don't have the energy for Kamara today. Kamara, 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 Kamara probably level 10 mad right now. No, I'm not. I'm not. What's I'm not. up, man? I'm not mad. All right. Okay. I was. Why did it sound like something just broke at your office? What was that? Did you just throw something? No, I'm not mad. I'm actually. I was. I was frustrated at the during the trade deadline. I noticed. Because I know. Because I'm like, all right. I'm seeing all these moves for second round picks, and you know, I'm like, okay, we clearly have deficiencies and certain spaces on the team, which I'm like, okay. But at the same time, you know, I 
trust that Monty knows a lot more information than we do, obviously. And I'm sure that Monty is not going to just, you're not just sitting on his hands and be like, all right, I'm not going to, if I see a better way to improve the team, I'm not, I'm going to sit, I'm not going to do anything. What, my big question is, why is it that the league is insistent on wanting to help the Lakers? <laughs> like, what is, Bruh. what, Jeez. what is the conspiracy theory behind this? Like, I am, I am so dumbfounded by this. Yeah, it's baffling. It's crazy. I, 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 I'm, I'm, a hundred percent with you. Bro. I would almost I never trade it. with the Lakers. Never. I'd be like Popovich. <laughs> right. I, I never trade with the Lakers. Right. Yeah, I don't. I don't get. I do. Do. I do not. I do not understand what Danny Ainge was thinking, at all. And we'll see. We'll see what people do. But like I've always said, I ain't never trading for the Jazz's picks. Ever right. and OKC, you, you draft all twenty of those over the next three seasons. What are the chances? Like these people, they, these people soft in the league. Is this too Oliver Stone? Where like if it, like Rob Palenka and Danny Ainge are out on the golf course, right? And they yo okay, what's the, what's the rager today? You know what? You help me out at trade deadline. <laughs> if, if 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 I beat you today. You you help me out. It's it's like trading places where the brothers bet a dollar that they can make uh, Eddie Murphy's character uh, uh, what you call it. They, they could have those I've two seen switch it like places. Once or twice. I don't really remember trading places like that. I was pretty okay. young. All right. Well, the, the the point being is it's just a game for them. Mm. Hey, if I beat you this round of eighteen, you help me out because that makes more sense than anything else. Danny just giving people. To I don't. I, I'm. I don't get Just it. Giving people to. I don't get it. And the other thing Kamara brought up was those second round picks. That I had never seen anything like that before. It's just the, every tw- every every tweet. Four second round picks. Five second round picks. <laughs> you who, get a second round pick. You get a second round pick. Like who when, was it? Second round. It, it was. Uh, when did we start doing Crowder, this? Crowder five second rounders, huh? There was. Uh, uh, wasn't Sadiq Bay uh, the five second rounders too? In uh, the three teamer with. Um, right. Miami who who? Atlanta. Where the hell did Sadiq Bay? Atlanta. Atlanta, yeah. Atlanta sent the five picks. I think to Golden State, maybe so. Yeah, There's a couple. So. Is yeah, that? It? I think Golden State got the five. Atlanta got Bay, and then Detroit got Wiseman. Yeah. The, um, there you go. The Warriors got uh, Kevin Knox too. I thought Kevin. I thought Kevin Knox went to Portland or something. I thought he went. To, I thought he was in that deal. Went to the um, Kevin Knox went to the Warriors. Thought he did. I thought he was in that deal. He's going to Detroit. I told you this stuff was happening a little too quick at one point. Just like, wait a minute, what the hell is going on here? Yeah. So like, everybody saw everybody woke up, saw the KD stuff, and was like, "All right, let's unload these second round picks." <laughs> yeah. So they sent Knox to the Warriors, and the Knox, the Warriors sent Knox to Portland. Ah, okay, so he's in Portland. Portland. Okay. 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 But I was in a completely separate deal. Right. So right. I couldn't keep up. Couldn't keep I up. I can't. Yeah. I said the, the great my favorite my favorite moment today is that I knew Devontae Graham had been traded. I didn't know Josh Richardson had been traded. It turns out they were traded for each other. I had missed that. Because <laughs> I, I saw how Devontae Graham was traded too. It wasn't Sacramento. So I was like, well, I, I got I to get in the car and get to the station and didn't realize it was for Josh Richardson. The crazy thing. and why Have we even mentioned Jakob Pertle yet? Got, no, we didn't mention that one. Going back to Toronto. Yeah. Um, Toronto boy, they really mailed it in, didn't where, they? Where did yeah, right? Where did Wise, Wiseman went to Detroit? Detroit. What is Detroit doing? Well, the, the Twin Towers Part Two, Wiseman and Bagley, and then the one that's better than both of them is 
Jalen Dern. Yeah, I have no idea what they're doing, bro. I was and then, and, and look, it, figure that out when you get there if you're Detroit. That, that's not your concern. Well, what if they won everything and got one Binyama? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, they don't Victor, care. They'll take Dern, it. They'll take Wiseman it. and Bagley. They'll, they'll, they'll and be. And then. Oh, my. What is Indiana doing? It's getting a bunch Indiana? of guards. Oh, well. They're trying to ruin Tyrese Halliburton. <laughs> they got, uh, who did they trade for again? Oh, George Hill. They got George Hill, TJ McConnell, Buddy Hill, Benedict Matherin, Duarte, Halliburton. That's six guards right there. How is Tyrese going to succeed when this happens? <laughs> See, that's what I mean. People, people kind of just doing things to do things, man. Maybe there's a you know a contractual thing, getting under the cap, all this other stuff. Maybe that's the case, but they just making moves. Would people have been happier if the Kings traded for George Hill today? Uh, I don't believe so. No, not at all. <laughs> it's a trade. I can't. He's I can't, doing something. I can't envision. And I, hey, all due respect to George Hill, I can't envision a scenario where Kings fans are going, "Yay." <laughs> George Hill is back. Um, James Ham is our friend again. James is on his way into the studio. Yay! Yeah, he, uh, he's leaving practice and he is on his way in. Hurry so up, James! Two thirty. We can argue in person. Well, we maybe we'll have a little little Ham Matt George crossover. So I, I don't know. Ooh, I'm not. I'll try. Not for to real be. is going to put butts in the seats. So this, is, this is this is James. Um, I'll, I'll stop by. I'm on my way home. Great. <laughs> I'll try not to be too negative. But that will be difficult. All right, Ham, I know you're listening. I know you're listening, Ham. We're going to – I'll try not to be – We're going to have a day when Ham get here. that will be difficult. All right, Ham. <laughs> I'm going to talk some – I'm going to talk – we're going to talk some damn sense into James Ham. I'm going to tell you that. We're going to talk some sense into James Ham. I put that on a shirt. <laughs> I'll try not to be negative, but that will be difficult. The James Ham uh, Hour. I love that. I love that quote right there. That's hilarious. <laughs> James has been scarred. That's I love. I, I want to see what James got to say though. About I mean, this, though. I mean, how can you be super negative? About, I, I don't see how you could be upset about today. I don't know. We got positive Matt George versus negative James Ham. <laughs> the road to WrestleMania, baby. <laughs> Brian says, "Saddy McCam." <laughs> I don't. I don't know what character. I, I. I was actually quietly hoping for just a normal Matt George conversation today. I guess it's not going to happen. And today. then I saw that tweet and I was like, Oof. "Yeah, I guess Matt, Matt's going to come out in character, and James is going to shut it down. Like, there's no reason to be happy." <laughs> James went along with Drake poetry last week because he had to. He doesn't have to go along with it this week. Is um. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Did anybody do anything in the Eastern Conference aside from get rid of people? Well, you mentioned Indiana getting all those guards. You, well, I think I think the Magic got Patrick Beverly. Obviously, Brooklyn did. Um, nothing from Cleveland. Nothing from Philly. Milwaukee got Crowder. My, and Miami. Miami didn't do anything. Miami a, a big buyout market. Oh yeah, they could get everybody on yeah. the buyout market. Hey, come spend the you last know, two months you know, of the season they here. Don't, they don't get a lot of free agents though. Uh, they got Jimmy Butler, and that's really—I mean, well, they LeBron. got LeBron James. 
Yeah, Chris but Bosch. think about it. That's two in since '89. Considering like what we think sure. of Miami, how right? did they get Alonzo? Is it a they trade? signed Alonzo. They signed Alonzo. Yeah, they signed. Alonzo. I mean, they got Shaq through a trade. They got Dwayne Wade through a draft. I mean, but consider know. all the free agents the Lakers have gotten. Like we look at Miami as on. Well, who have the Lakers gotten? They got LeBron, Shaq, LeBron. Okay, they got well. Okay, they got Shaq. They um, got Shaq and LeBron. Lamar Odom was a trade. Anthony Davis was a trade. But he wanted to go there. He forced his way to L.A. It was a trade. Kobe, well, he forced Kobe, his way. Who forced their way to Miami? I, 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 don't, I don't know. I, I don't know what you're getting out of me for. I'm, I'm a broadcast journalist. I'm just trying to answer your questions. I'm, just, I'm, I, su- I don't, I'm surprised Miami isn't. It doesn't match up with what we think of Miami. Is, is, maybe the proper statement is, I'm surprised more people don't force their way to Miami. Maybe so. Okay. Because Paul Gasol was traded there. Andrew Bynum was drafted. Andrew Bynum was drafted. Um, Lamar was traded like we talked about. Yeah, I don't know. Russ was traded. I put Russ in there. You should be. Yeah, I put Russ in there. Russell Westbrook, soon to be Los Angeles Clipper. Mm. Clippers. Think. What you think about the Clippers now? The Clippers, Clippers got Bones Island, mm-hmm. um, Plumley, mm-hmm. potentially Russell Westbrook, Eric Gordon, Eric Gordon, mm-hmm. to go along with Paul George, Kawhi Paul George, Leonard, Kawhi, Marcus Morris, yeah, Zubac, Norman Powell, yeah, and um, I, I, I mean all the I, I, obviously I, I I like all I like. I liked the team yesterday at noon, so I I, I I don't like them any less now. Let's take the Kings out of this because did I read John Wall's going back to Houston? Did I, I read that? that. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't see John Wall's going back to Houston wow. for. There's your George Hill back to Sacramento thing right there. Is <laughs> John Wall's probably like, wait a minute, what the hell? Send me back there. Do you? Well, he's going by his own validity. I think. He's, oh, he's I thought he was traded. Oh. No, I thought he situation? was traded. He was traded. Oh, yeah, he was I haven't seen that, anything about a buyout yet. He was traded. Oh, okay. I he thought was, he was traded he was back there. The Eric Gordon thing. Oh, okay. Okay. What do you think about um, Denver and Memphis? Um, Memphis, like still ones in Colorado, ones in. I, I don't. I still think <laughs> how, this. How how Kings fans are about the Kings today? Uh-huh. I think that's what Grizzly fans should be about the Grizzlies. They have. A lot more ammunition to make a big. They could have got OG, I feel, and mm. they didn't make a move. They didn't really do. It. They got Luke Kennard. They came out of his trade deadline getting Luke Kennard. Mm-hmm. I'd be upset if I was in Memphis. Team okay. is struggling. Team no. looks like they have an identity crisis. Maybe Serge winds up in Memphis. Well, I wouldn't want that. Well, it's far away from Jazzy Five One. It is. It is. Well, he can come here. She just can't go to the games. Mm-hmm. Okay. Be wandering around Doco and just, you won't believe who I bumped into today. Sad that she had a 10-foot scarf. Uh, I might have a Serge Ibaka here in Sacramento. Uh, James Ham on his way into the studio. Uh, Matt George coming up to close out Batty Thursday uh, as well. More of your phone calls, 
909-1320. Who he root for on the way. We'll continue to look at the Western Conference. Uh, we'll talk about the Sacramento Kings, what these next three games look like for him. Because we've talked about the two and haven't mentioned the one. <laughs> so you brought up a good point about that one, and it's worth diving into. And we'll do that when we return here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. No, no. Back to D'Lo and KC. D'Lo and KC on ESPN 1320. James Ham on his way into the studio. Matt George going to join us in the final hour. You want to be a part of the show, you can. 916-909-1320. Those are the phone lines. Of course, you can watch the show as well. Twitch.tv slash ESPN 1320. YouTube.com slash ESPN 1320. Kyle asked D'Lo KC, any thoughts on the buyout market? Well, Kyle... No. Sure, I've got thoughts on them. Serge Ibaka, Sacramento. All right. Like I'd take a flyer. I mean, it, it, it's 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 the conversation we started the show with on an even smaller level. Right. Okay, you thought Mason Plumley could help? I absolutely understand that. Matisse Thibel, Josh Richardson, uh Darius Basley. Hey, I get it. Uh Bones Highland, I get it. Good pieces that, 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 that could add some depth. To, that could help help the squad. Mm-hmm. All right, we transferred that question to what degree of help could they do? And I think we all collectively agreed oh, it probably help a little bit. I don't know if it help a ton, but it help a little bit. Yeah, great. What is Serge Ibaka going to do for Sacramento? Mm-hmm. Who are know. some of the? I mean, I mean, I, 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 I mean, it's just, we're talking about John Wall. John Wall. I'm. I like John Wall. Probably not. No, I don't know what you. I mean, I mean, I don't know when you put him in, and that's and that that's 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 where the conversation is. Uh, uh, okay, okay, you like this player, whether it's Serge, whether it's John Wall, whether it's I, I know there's a handful of names out there, but okay, give me the rotation. How does it work? Where are they playing? Uh, they they going in with Davion? They going in instead of Davion? They going in instead of Terrence? They going in instead of Metu? How, 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 how do you want to work this here? I do. I I, I absolutely believe Metu and maybe even to a certain degree Terrence Davis, who's been playing really really well lately. Mm-hmm. They've got a weight off of their shoulders right now, mm-hmm. and they can approach this weekend and the rest of this season significantly more comfortably than they were last night. Like. Mm-hmm. I doubt those guys slept a wink last night. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree 100. percent There were guys getting pulled off the floor. Like Mason Plumley got pulled off the floor Didn't, last uh, night. Jason Hart get pulled off the floor. Um, oh, there was another one too. Like like early, early in the night when 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 stuff started to happen, who got pulled off the floor, and it was that's tough. Like those yeah. those guys waiting to get get that old tap on the shoulder. Mm-hmm. Hey, Terrence, come here. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah. And like and like we mentioned earlier, I, I think it's even tougher when you have this group. Like I think if like if you if you ask Metu or Terrence, it's even more stressful because they don't want to leave these guys. They don't want to leave this team. Like, no, I want to stay here. I want to be with this group. I like it here. You know, am I playing thirty minutes a night? Nope, but I like my teammates. I like this situation. I like what we're doing here in Sacramento. Mm-hmm. And the thought that Man, you know, I might have to to move. I might might be traded. That was probably upsetting for those guys. And like you just mentioned, 
they're probably going to play with some some type of um, uh, freeness. Comfort. To yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Relief. Yeah. Uh, the trade deadline hasn't passed in the NFL. Don't mean to deviate, but do want to pass this <laughs> Wait along. Wait a minute. Did I, <laughs> did I call Josh Hart Jason Hart again? I do that like every time I talk about him. I didn't think I called him Jason, but there's I don't I think did. you did. Uh, in the chat, they're saying you I did. Him, oh, you did. Jason. Damn. Well, the great, the Sorry, best, Josh. the best part of that is, is I absolutely heard you say Josh Hart. <laughs> I thought I said Josh too. I do that every time I talk about him. Yeah, I don't even correct you guys no more. <laughs> Sorry, Josh. It's one of my favorite bits on the show, though. <laughs> when you start calling him Brett, then I'll be concerned. Who did I say uh, the other day? Uh, Terrence Mitchell playing for the Kings. <laughs> well, that's an actual professional athlete. Never forget Terrence Mitchell was on the show once. Terrence Mitchell was on this show once. I believe those were the show. I believe those were once. He was on the show once. I remember he told me I called him to get get him on the show or whatever. He's like, "Hey, don't ask me no um, hard questions." Though. I was like, oh, "Okay, Terrence." I, I believe. Uh, <laughs> I believe that was the maybe the two hour days of Dilo and Casey back. Two then. hour days. I believe the show was two hours one time. Wow. Wow. It's two hours on the couch. Two hours. <laughs> 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 I don't know, man. That doesn't sound right to me. But I used to go back to work. That's right. <laughs> Little known fact, Kenny used to do the show. Little known fact, Kenny used to, when we started D-Lo and KC, Kenny was doing the show on his lunch break. Real talk. And nobody noticed that man was gone. Like, uh, I got to go watch my son real quick. Don't listen to the radio. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I'll be right back. I'll be right back. Um, the Saints and the Raiders, this is from the NFL Network, the Saints and the Raiders already have the framework of a Derek Carr trade in place, a condition uh, for Las Vegas to let the visit happen. Uh, but Carr's no trade clause means he controls whether the trade happens uh, before 4 p.m. Eastern time on Tuesday. What you said the other day was um, was a great point. Thank you. Where um, the, the benefit – for Derek Carr and the uh, Saints to do something is you can you can give the Raiders whatever you want, right? Like they don't have to be. Hey, I got an extra fourth and a seventh. Mm-hmm. You want this for Derek Carr? Mm-hmm. No, are you crazy? <laughs> cool. Don't take it yeah, if you don't want right. to. That's He's going to sign here in three days. Mm-hmm. It's up to you. Mm-hmm. I think that's and it's 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 very well, well. You know, we could work out some other deals. You actually can't because Derek will just say no. If Derek wants to go to New Orleans for a seventh round pick in Kenny's orange soda over there, <laughs> you're going to take the seven round pick in Kenny's orange soda. Orange soda's off the table. Uh, well, then you get the seventh round pick and no orange <laughs> soda, and you take it and you like it. That's all the the Raiders have no. They have no. They have no power in this. No. Absolutely none. No leverage. They have absolutely nothing. Speaking of, did you see that report yesterday <laughs> about the Aces? The investigation? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but that's not about the trade. That's not about any trades or signings. I thought it was about him, like them finagling the salary cap and paying people under the table. Oh, I missed that. I yeah. thought it had to do with the the girl who was pregnant. No, I I saw on the bottom line. I didn't read an article, but on the bottom line, they're being investigated for manipulating the salary cap and potentially playing, paying people under the table, promising them stuff under the table. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I thought about uh, uh, the owner. 
than Mark Davis. I was like, damn, well, that's what's going on around here. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that stuff happens or not. Like, I, like I, Riley said on the Boondocks, no snitching, Granddad. I I once spoke to a general manager in a rather high-profile city who didn't have the cap space to sign Carol Lawson. Mm -hmm. And the crap that they tell you, well, you get down here and you, I'm pretty confident we could get you like $100,000 in endorsement deals. Mm. Okay, dude. Like your contract offer is like half of what she's going to get. Yeah. But you're trying to make up with $100,000 in endorsement deals. I don't believe you. Made one quick call to a high-profile player there. Hey, do you have any endorsement deals through the team? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Thank you. I look. Of course, none of them had Mark Davis's money. So that, <laughs> this, this is this is a whole different world. The 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 thing about this this is WNBA, so it's a little it's a little different. But they're being investigated for both. I was like, wait a minute. I know I read something about uh, Darisha Hamby, the, 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 and all, everything she posted on social media. Yeah, they're investigating both of them. Jeez. Goodness gracious. Yeah, but but Goodness I will gracious. say this. The, the Aces, your story, just go to the NBA, the NFL. This thing's got to happen, right? Like, hey, man. Under the table money? Sign Sign here. Sign here. I got this guy at this country club. I want you to meet. Um, just, just meet him. Just meet him. And somehow that guy, I don't know if it's as blatant as a duffel bag or, hey, come, come do this appearance. But, but for, does, I don't think that. But, but with that stuff, now that might that stuff probably happens. The appearance, like that type of stuff. But we're talking about such different levels of money. Mm -hmm. Like in the WNBA, we're talking on the low end of hundreds of thousands of dollars. Right. We're talking millions upon millions upon millions in the NFL and in the NBA. NFL would be a little different because I we are talking different types of money, but like they no money's guaranteed there. NBA, mm -hmm. they could just be like, whatever. Yeah. Are you gonna give me hundred and fifty or not? Because <laughs> that's that's all I need. I'm getting that regards. NFL, damn, all right, yeah, you are giving me this ten well, million guaranteed, but it's only it's only one year that's real. You can cut me. All right, if you connect me with this guy, da, 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 you know something like that. Also, different cap rules mm. for for the two leagues. Mm. Um, whereas the NFL, like, sure, hey, here's the contract, but here's the money. Mm -hmm. It's mm. hard. It's hard to envision. Though I did read a really unpleasant article about Russell Wilson this morning. Oh, I didn't like that. I didn't read the article. I saw that. Saw the headline, and yeah. that, I hope that's Brody. Wrong. I, I really hope. That's really wrong. hope that it's it's that he, he he he. For those who haven't seen, it's, there's an investigation that Russell Wilson has given a fraction of the the millions upon millions of dollars he's raised through his charity foundation to charity, mm -hmm. and I hope that that's not true. I really really hope. Speaking that that's of, not I, true. I'm I, I'm going to address this real quick for all the jackasses out there. Oh, did you see who accepted an award last night? No, Demar Hamlin. I I did see that in the That's... flesh. Accepted the award. 
I'm speaking all the jacket. You probably, is there speculation that DeMar Hamlin is dead? There was until he showed up. He was at the AFC Championship. <laughs> they tried to say it was a fake. It was a, a body. Bro, our I timelines are not the – who I are you following? I don't know. I don't know who I'm following. You, you need to. You need to purge. I said, y'all, y'all <laughs> you need to purge. Y'all your gotta stop following. this. Y'all gotta yeah. stop this. You, you need to purge your following. <laughs> Fix <laughs> that. Stop this. Yeah, and I think the NFL. One of the medical directors was like, "Yeah, he's gonna play football again." And I saw Demore Smith last night too. By the way, no. and I, I wish I would. Demore Smith just walking around. If we had him on D Lo and Casey. Like, why you? Why you take that deal? Why you do that? <laughs> Yeah, they'll never come on a little old show like D'Lo and Casey because they know pff, we don't have to kiss your ass. We're going to ask you questions. Why you do that to them to them dudes, man? Mm-hmm. I mean, he'll probably say it's what the players wanted. Well, then we get back to the it's, fact it, that it's what didn't vote. It's what the most powerful players right, and then, wanted. Then the, so many people didn't vote as well. So there's that. You're listening to D'Lo and KC on KIFM West Sacramento 98.5 FM KRX QHD2 Sacramento ESPN 1320. Always live on the free Odyssey app. James Ham on his way into the studio. Matt George going to join us here uh, the final hour of the program. I imagine those are going to be two very different approaches uh, to how today went for the Sacramento Kings, which of course resulted in the trade deadline passing and no deals being made. Hey, um, Damien, the Kings won yesterday. As a matter of fact that they did. The Kings won their 31st win of the season. Matching all of Luke Walton's totals Damn. as a head coach. It's accurate. What? He won 31 games twice. Why did Luke have to be brought up in this? I, I, for context, the Kings, 50-something games into the season, matched what Luke Walton did his two full years as a Kings coach. Well, they, they matched what Luke Walton did while he had Buddy Hield on the team. Because that was the problem. Two things can be equally true. Um, they surpassed last year's win total, so there's that. The only thing that was worse than Luke Walton was the combination of Luke Walton, <laughs> Alvin Gentry, and Puke Guy. Puke Guy. Where's Puke Guy at? I don't know. Where he at? I don't care where Puke Guy is. The only people <laughs> I want to know where the guys leaving the Chase Center were. Because when them brothers get to – because when, when the Kings get to 40 wins – those brothers got a free pass to come sit in here the whole damn day. If yeah, they, they got to pull up. They got to pull up. Find the we're winning 40 games, guys. Shoot them our contact, and they could come sit in here. They could do the whole damn show with us. They got to pull up. <laughs> of course, I think some Kings fans are worried that the Kings ain't even going to win 40 games no more. <laughs> like, it's, like it's all over. <laughs> Hammer's got to go get his tea before he joins us. <laughs> uh, but he's in the building. Uh, yeah, and, and and we'll talk we'll talk trade deadline stuff when when James walks in. Uh, he is in the building. We'll we'll talk to him in just a second. Um, but I, I I know we've 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 we focused a lot on Malik Monk. We've mentioned Terrence Davis a couple of times. Two things. I, I one grander point. I thought the bench was incredible last night, mm-hmm. and I thought Davion Mitchell was really really good last night. He didn't score 20 points, didn't score 30 points, didn't do anything like that. I noticed Davion Mitchell a lot last night on both ends of the floor. Davion, a good ball player, man. I I didn't realize this until I kind of looked it up, so I'm not saying I I knew this, but you look at at his numbers, just his numbers, they're almost all up percentage-wise. The only thing that's not up is the points per game, and a direct correlation to that is the minutes. The minutes are drastically down. 
So the thought that he wasn't playing well, and while all that's going on, he's still playing A1 defense. So the fact that he wasn't good enough as a backup point guard or, you know, he's, he's regressing this year. Yeah, he's resting, but uh, I'd wish you'd tell the whole story. No, thank you. Doc Caraway. <laughs> Guy's not, not playing as much. So, yeah, yeah, the numbers are going to be down. He's playing like 10 less minutes a night. Really? Yeah, I think last Davion's year. Davion's playing 10 less minutes a night? Last year it was 27-7, I think. And this year I think it's Davion like Mitchell played 27 minutes a game last year? Mm-hmm. I think this year. Like, I, I think I've like tried to block minutes. last year out of my mind. I didn't realize he played that much. I didn't much. realize he played that much either. I mean, I know he had a big chunk. He he, he played a ton late, mm-hmm. but I didn't I didn't think that would have the yeah. average. So 27.7 damn. minutes, 18.2 this year. Wow. He got 11.2 field goals a game last year. Field goal attempts a game. Mm-hmm. This year he's only getting five field goal attempts a game. But he's shooting 40. Six percent from the well, field. Why isn't he scoring so much then? Forty-six percent from the field compared to forty-two last year. Thirty-three percent from three compared to thirty-one last year. Seventy-eight percent from the free throw line compared to sixty-six percent last year. Everything's up except for the minutes, mm. and obviously the points per game and the shot attempts. And he's still locking well, up on the defensive end. I thought he played really well yesterday. And again, I thought the entire bench played really well. Metsu played total. well yesterday too. Who? Metsu. Oh yeah, Chemezi did. Uh, Forty-four points uh, for the entire bench. I actually think old reliable. He was the only one who didn't score. Trey Lyles was the only one who didn't score last Damn, night. Damn, I didn't recognize that. He had a nice little tip jam. That was after the after the buzzer. That was so so the, so so the new thing in the NBA is to try to dunk on somebody with <laughs> with just a massive even <laughs> if you KJ don't Martin actually started. do it. <laughs> KJ Ja and Malik Monk do that to They're to no they're one. they're out of control. Hammer <laughs> is here. I believe he's settled in. James <laughs> I was wrong. They did not make a single move. What else? How do you feel about that, James? <laughs> um, well, like like we just got done talking to Mike Brown, right? And Mike Brown said like he's never seen a trade deadline where every team in one division got better. Mm. And the only thing I looked at him like uh, he's right, but he he's not right. The only team that didn't get better was the Sacramento Kings. Mm. And that's a problem. I mean, like look, there was an arms race. You saw it coming. Yet you just, I don't know if they didn't have enough to get some deals done. I don't know if, like, they got outbid. I, but when you see all of the trades that happened and the way they went down, you're just really surprised that the Kings didn't have anything in the tank at all. They, they couldn't have pulled off anything when, like, every other team in the Western Conference playoff race went out and loaded up. And so, like, look at you're comfortable with your team. That's one thing. I don't know how you can be when you you're one of the worst defensive teams in the league, and there are defensive players that were available. Um, you can see that some of your guys are running out of gas, and that you could have used some some players to help push you forward. Uh, but maybe they have some big plan for this off season. Um, I, I just don't know. Like the whole like I hear a lot of we were with the media guys i hear a lot of people saying oh well it's house money it's house money like <laughs> you're not playing with house money 
you haven't made the playoffs for 16 consecutive years. There is no house money when you're the poor guy at the table. There is no such thing as house money. Like, if you don't understand betting, you need to go cash out your money and, and then play with a few more extra, pull a few dollars out of your pocket if you if you believe in the house money thing. Like, this team is not playing with house money. They're the third seed in the Western Conference. They could easily be the seventh seed in the Western Conference in a week, maybe two. No, not in a week. It, it won't be that long. <laughs> well, I mean, because, no, of the, because of the All-Star break, yeah, but... No, like, they lose James. The, no, they lose you're three hanging in a row. on. Like the James, no, look, look. Okay. James, the Pelicans lost ten straight. Yep, and dropped to what, like eleventh, twelfth. You know where the Pelicans are now? They're seventh. Yeah, like <laughs> they lost ten games in a row. I, I, I'm just telling you. I, you can say I'm being negative. You can say whatever. But all I'm saying is that the goal for this team is to not be in the play-in. Because if you're in the play-in, first of all, that is not the playoffs. It's not the playoffs. But secondly, if you're in the play-in this year, that could mean that you're going up against the Lakers. It could mean you're going up against the Golden State Warriors. It could mean you're going up against the Minnesota Timberwolves. And if you're not secure in your spot, if you're not a sixth spot, a sixth seed, and you don't have your playoff spot secured, you can be one and done. You can be two and done. Like it's it's not a foregone conclusion that you're a playoff team, and so I get it. Some people say, well, maybe they just the deals weren't out there. Well, you see the deals now. It's not like somebody. I mean, sure, Jay Crowder for five second round picks. That doesn't make any sense. So, <laughs> yes, you're not going to get Jay Crowder, but you look at the Thibault deal, and I know for a fact this morning the Kings were uh, were in on the Thibault stuff, and it just didn't get done. That that they went with someone else, but. Thibault for two second round picks. That's you got eleven. So it had nothing to do with what the Sacramento Kings were doing or offering. They just went with someone else. Well, or somebody else outbid them. Like we don't know two the two second round picks. That's it. Don't that's, we have like four million? You got eleven. Eleven second round picks. So again, when teams are throwing five second round picks and they got Thibault for two, you couldn't have gone three? Like and and people can say, well, you know, Thibault, who knows what? You know what? I feel a lot more comfortable going into a series, a playoff series, against let's say the Dallas Mavericks with Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic, if I have Matisse Thibault, than if I don't. You know, and if I'm the Portland Trailblazers right now, and I'm looking at somehow getting to a playoff series against the Sacramento Kings, who do you think is going to be defending uh, De'Aaron Fox the whole game? Well, that's Matisse Thibault. Like, there are some players that, like, is it the difference between them winning 45 and winning 52? No, it's not that difference. But it's the difference between you actually having a player that can help with your defensive, your lack of defensive acumen. One thing that I will say that I learned from the great Bill Walton, who learned from the great John Wooden, yep, is never mistake activity for achievement. And you talk about teams loading up in the Western Conference. Phoenix loaded up. Dallas, did they load up? I don't know. Los Angeles loaded up. Clippers? I, Los Angeles, Clippers. Yeah. That's but what I'm Lake, talking And about. the Lakers. Clippers, and the Lakers got better. Loaded up? Like, Lakers going to make top six now? I, I they don't about know. to lose a game tonight. There's <laughs> like 25 left. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who the Lakers are going to be. All I got to tell you is that they replaced six rotational players and got better they got better they absolutely and got those better. six rotational players are better support pieces around two superstars than the previous guys they, they absolutely got better but yeah. they still one of the superstars 
absolutely can't play more than three weeks in a row. No, so, that's true. So there's that. LeBron has a foot issue. That's I think that's the reason why he's not playing tonight. He didn't finish that game on Tuesday because of a foot yeah. issue. So who knows what's going on with that? Then you talk about New Orleans and the move to get um, Josh Richardson. to get Josh Richardson to Devont- for Devontae Graham. Graham hasn't really been playing for them. Yeah, he has. I mean, it's that's not loading up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like what no, uh, what Minnesota did. What Minnesota did isn't loading up. You know what I mean? These teams yeah. that are around the Kings, they just made move. Portland didn't load up. They moved Josh Hart to get Thibault. That's hey, damn lateral. You did there it. You go, hey, that's my guy right <laughs> Josh there. Hart. They moved him to get uh to, to, to get Thibault. They got my guy Cam Reddish. That may I, take him over. The I don't top. know that we even mentioned Gary Payton the second went back to second. Golden State. Yeah. yeah. To the Warriors. Yeah. But the Warriors that I mean that's the Warriors that's got better. I mean, they didn't get markedly better, they got better. Yeah. Okay, uh, I mean Gary that's Pace. A, but I, but the whole point is these people ain't load up. They made a move. A lot they're of them, scared of the Kings. They're scared uh, well, look, of, who's guarding De'Aaron we, we Fox? Joke, that's what they're we asking. We joke a little bit, but a lot of them made moves to keep up. The Warriors made moves to well, keep up. I, Portland I, made moves to keep up. Yeah, I th- I think they made moves because they feel like the conference is open. Not, I'm not saying specifically the Kings. I'm no, just saying I know. What you, yeah, yeah, yeah. To no, and to, to your point. That's what, like, the conference is wide open. Mm-hmm. That's why these teams did this. They looked at him and went, man, we could go represent the Western Conference. All we got to do is make a couple of moves. New yeah. Orleans can't make, represent the Western Conference going from Graham to but they, Richardson. But they might think that if Zion comes back and Brandon Ingram comes back and they're looking it, like we might have a chance to, we might have a chance yeah. to do what Phoenix did a couple They might of years have ago. a chance with Zion and Ingram, not because they got Josh Richardson. That's well, my whole point. No, like, I, these I, are, I understand These that. are moves just to kind of make a move to say we did something. Your move is getting Zion Williamson back. Let's, 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 uh, let's pause. We'll come back. Uh, Matt George will join us, and it'll be uh, a, 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 a colossal battle of positivity and negativity. Uh, just meeting head-to-head. It, it's the, 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 the mega powers explode here uh, next on Sacramento Sports Leader, Stilo and Casey, James Ham uh, on ESPN 1320. Stilo and Casey continues streaming live on the Odyssey app. Well, three serious broadcast journalists are here. Uh, Stilo, Casey, James Ham. I don't know really how to describe what's happening with Matt. I don't know when this started. Like, we used to just sit down and talk Kings basketball with Matt. <laughs> Something has happened in recent weeks. We had Matt, the return of Maddie McQueen, which got a big pop. But unfortunately, the next week, Maddie McQueen turned into Sadie McQueen. Uh, and then we got the, 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 the birth of, of, of uh, Drake poetry. Lord Batty. I, I don't. Out, shout out to that Drake poetry. I don't know what this is, but Matt is dressed like a. Amazon basic version of Kyle Kuzma <laughs> with a, a ski mask great value. pulled over and, a, and you're, he's Kuz. clearly wearing his baby's quilt <laughs> with no shirt on, I think, and, and has just made everybody. It's the only and, way to do it. I, you you got to go to YouTube and see this. I looked it up uh, on Fat Albert. It's actually Dumb Donald, which makes a ton of sense here. Okay. Oh. That's who. That's the character with the beanie <laughs> over his head. Yep. And the beanie was pink, too, just so... Like like uh, Matt's beanie here, yeah. I love it, Matt. I love it, man. Don't don't let the haters bring you down, man. I'm with you. I'm riding with you, big dog. Wasn't dumb Donald president? <laughs> okay, sorry. Now he's Hi, all right. 
All right. Ma Hi, I Matty Kuzma here. I'm I'm wearing this outfit one because of Kenny Caraway and two in active protest of the Sacramento Kings not going out and trading for my cousin Kyle, who oh has my. auditioned time and time again in Sacramento by putting buckets on the Kings, and yet the Kings never go out and get him, even though it was the Lakers' fault that he didn't come for the first time. Now, Poor Kyle. Now wait a minute, Matt Shiesty. This is a question that I ask everybody. How do you know they didn't try? Uh, well, Kyle's my cousin. He texted me. Oh, well, he's not the front office, so I don't, <laughs> I don't know how he would know. <laughs> okay, let's let's try to reel this in here a little bit because we know how James feels uh, regarding the Kings not making a deal uh, these last couple of days or today, the trade deadline coming and going. Matt, what do you think about the Kings not making a deal? Uh, I think it's totally fine. In fact, I think it's 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 100% what I expected. I mean, my expectation for the last couple of weeks, and I've said it on Locked on Kings for the past couple of weeks, is I expect this team to either make very minor moves, which Kessler uh, uh, Edwards is an extremely minor move, or stay put. And on trade deadline day, they, they stay put. I understand that this Kings team clearly has holes, and in no way am I saying or is Monty McNair thinking that this Kings team is perfect as is. But in terms of this core and the schedule that they're on like to me the rest of the league reacted today the west of the uh, the rest of the western conference reacted today to the kevin durant bombshell last night and the teams that are reacting are teams that have win now windows and older teams that are expected to make it right now meanwhile the sacramento kings are amongst those teams in a position to where sure it, it, it's no guarantee that they'll ever be the third seed again at this point but at the same time they're ahead of schedule they have guys under contract in the same, well, to some extent, with a, a hopefully an extension to Harrison Barnes and an extension to um, uh, DeMontis Sabonis looming in the next couple of off seasons. Mm -hmm. And in addition to that, like they're all in the same age timeline and everything. So the, the Kings are ahead of schedule. And while other teams, I felt, had to react and had to kind of panic by the Suns forcefully inserting themselves into the Western Conference Finals and maybe NBA Finals um, sweepstakes, the Kings are in a position to where they can sit comfortably knowing that this core has gotten them this far and any addition that they were going to make today was a seventh, eighth man in the rotation that sure would have helped, especially with bolstering depth, maybe saving De'Aaron's legs and saving DeMontis Sabonis' legs a little bit and improving the defense, minor, uh, minor adjustments, minor improvements, things like that. But in reality, the core six the ones that weren't going to get moved today, the ones that weren't going to get touched, those are the six, and especially the top two in Fox and Sabonis, that are going to take the Kings as far as they're going to go. So I expected a very underwhelming day, and I expected Kings fans to not necessarily overreact, but be a little disappointed compared to what the rest of the league would do, because with the West being in such a tight race, I expected fireworks, and, and we got it outside of Sacramento, which I thought was necessary. You know, Matt and James as well, Damien as well, uh, one of the things Thank I you. feel gets lost in in all of this when you talk about the Sacramento Kings is maybe I'm a, maybe I'm a one man wolf pack, but uh, I think the Kings are pretty damn good yeah. as they are. Like I think they're a yeah. good team, you know what I mean? And they're a team that's eight games over five hundred for a reason, and that doesn't mean they're flawless or they're without um, any type of holes in the roster. But I think they're a good team as is. And when we talk about like, um, you know, it's got to get time for got to get guys to come in and save the legs of Sabonis and Fox and things of that nature. To me, that time was December and January. That time's over. 
We're going to come back from the All-Star break, and it's a sprint to try and make the, the playoffs. And DeMontis and Fox are going to be playing their 35 minutes a night. Like that, the, the time to save their legs, that's over. It's time to get the job done now. So when you get about you get to talking about the, the trade deadline and who you would bring in, if there was a, a deal there to be made and somebody was there to do it, which it's all good. I'm not against the deal. But I also, I also look at this situation as they have a good team, and if you're worried about saving legs – that time's over. It's time to it's time to bring this thing on home. Well, I see Joseph Thomas in this in the chat, and this is something that I've interacted with a lot today, saying Matt continues to be way too confident in this team. They haven't given me a reason not to be. I mean, you, you look at the situation they're in. I know there are inefficiencies with this team. There are clear holes. You don't have to be a genius to to recognize that. But at the same time, this Sacramento Kings team has avoided skids that almost every other one of these teams in the Western Conference have been on. They have not lost more than two consecutive games since November. They continue to respond. They overcome adversity. They had a horrible shooting stretch during this road tip trip. Had two games without their star in De'Aaron Fox. Still went four and three. The six-game road trip earlier in the season went through adversity during that trip. Still came home third and three. This team has shown a consistent, a consistent ability to respond and win in different ways. This team has shown me more reason to believe in them this year than to not believe in them based off of the last 16 years of maybe our wounded expectations as Kings fans. That has nothing to do with this Kings team. This Kings team has consistently showed me, as constructed, they are capable of remaining where they're at. And the West was always going to be difficult. Mm -hmm. It was never going to be easy for the Kings to close this out. There were always going to be teams biting at the ankles of the Kings because the Kings are the least experienced team out of this bunch. The addition of Kevin Durant, damn right, makes it harder. The addition of Kyrie Irving, you're damn right it makes it harder. But this is the experience that you want this team to get. So they're either going to learn how to win and be successful and maintain this spot, which I think they will maintain a top six seed, maybe not top three or top four in home court advantage, but top six seed is the goal. I think they will do that. Or they're going to fail trying and learn from that experience and hopefully come back an even better team next year. It's my belief that this experience plus playoff experience and probably a playoff loss is what this Kings team needs to help make that jump to the next level. That the core is what needs to establish or what needs to experience that, not Matisse Thibel or Richardson or whoever, insert name here, depth guy that Monty McNair might have acquired. James. Yeah, I, I mean, I get what you're saying. Um, I'll just say, like, this team is 24th in the league in defensive rating. They are absolutely atrocious. That's not playoff basketball, and it's not the final 25 games of the season basketball either. Like they they know Mike uh, Mike Brown talked about it today, the the game changes after the All Star break. Yeah. This is when the real teams come out and play, and the teams that are that that don't understand that get thumped. And like Mike said that, yeah, he said today. He said like, look, after the All Star game, this is when the playoffs really start. This is when it starts. This is based when, on what? Based on like every year that you're in the league, you watch teams come into the. Like that last twenty five games is always difficult. It it's where teams look at like Dave Yeager's thirty nine win team, right? What were they after the All Star break? They were so far under five hundred, like they just got thumped. They and, also and, couldn't play in the half court though. Well, I mean, yeah, but they were great the whole first half of the season. It didn't matter whether they played in the half court or not. Well, because they ran people out of gyms, but Dave Yeager was also consistent in saying that that team didn't know enough to run more than basic plays. That's a problem. This team is way more advanced than that. That team also didn't know how to play defense at all, and this team, just like this team, doesn't know how to play defense. Like, that's that's the problem. Like, 
And so, well, I, I agree that, like, you know, they're still probably going to be in the playoff picture. Like, there is potential for them because I don't believe the play-in is the playoffs. And, like, and I don't think the league counts the play-in as the playoffs either. <clears throat> if you can't avoid a, the seven seed, you're going to be in trouble. And, again, this team doesn't have the experience. Who is it that, was it Cleveland that got bounced? Who is it, the no, Charlotte, the last two years that made it to the play-in and got bounced, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's what you're trying to avoid if you're the Kings. And, to be honest, I, I just don't think they did enough. Like, this team is fun. They have clear holes. They have, cl- I mean, their rotation might end at seven guys, eight guys at the most, and then they have clear holes. And it's not like we're talking about something we didn't talk about two weeks ago or three months ago. Still the same holes. And you know that they're there. I mean, Mike is doing patchwork stuff to get the team through. So, I mean, I get it. Uh, at the same time, like, I hear people, oh, the, buy- the buyout market. Maybe the Kings will jump into the buyout market. It's like, when has a buyout player ever come to Sacramento? When do they, like, get out of a contract with the team that they're with and go, oh, I'm going to go play for the Kings? It's never happened. So so I get it, but at the same time, maybe this year is different. Uh, maybe that we're, maybe I am slightly jaded, but, you know, we got a lot of things to talk about here, and you can even, like, you, you opened up, Matt, by mentioning that Harrison Barnes will get an extension. Harrison Barnes may leave this summer, and so we can't say that this team is on the rise or they're way ahead of schedule. No, they're they're 15 years behind schedule. They're just catching up to where they should have been many times before. Where can I see this schedule you two speak of? <laughs> is it posted somewhere? Is there a magnet that I could put yeah. on my refrigerator? Yeah, I'm just saying like like you can't just shirk off the 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 three seeds say oh, well, we don't really belong at the three seeds. So, it's okay if we fall a couple of spots. No, you're in it. Like you're in it like every other team is in it. Why does it why do people think that the Kings can't be someone who goes out and trades for somebody at the trade deadline? And they're and they're in it because of the guys they have and the guys that are in it are fully confident that they can maintain that. Like I, I also don't think that it's fair to the guys that have done it all year long. All year long. They've answered every bell. We've come in here on every Monday, Thursday, Wednesday, Friday, whatever, and said, yo. This stretch right here, they, they've they got to get it done or else I can't take them seriously every time they get it done. And they are probably looking at this situation as they didn't make a move. Thank you. I love my teammates. Let's go finish what we started. We're good enough. Like I I, I don't know where they're going to be three, four, five, or six, or even seven or eight, but I know this team doesn't lack confidence, and I know it's a good team. It's a good ball club. They've done their work early where they're eight games over 500, where there's been a couple of numbers going on right now. I talk all the time, finish the season on a 500 record for the rest of the season. And what these other teams have to do to beat the, the other teams to like beat them if the Kings play 500 basketball are like 18 and nine to finish the season. Like they've got to play pretty damn good if the Kings are just average. And they've done that because of the, the buffer that they've created at this point up until this point into the season. I, I would say that the top seven, eight players, sure. The rest of the team, like, there comes a point where you owe it to the players that are actually playing, that are actually carrying the load, that the guys that Sabonis is playing so many minutes, Fox is playing so many minutes, these guys that are sitting there game in and game out, you owe it to them to add reinforcements to the team, to make their lives easier, to help them 
get over the hump and to secure whatever position they can get at the playoffs. And this shouldn't be about like how far can we drop. It should be about how far can we climb? Like how good can we be? And I, I think we're we're limiting how how good the Kings can be by by saying, well, you know, they're not there yet. So it, it's fine that they do nothing at this trade deadline when everyone else in not only their division, but everyone else vying for a Western Conference playoff spot did something to get better. So my question is, though, why are we looking at this with the expectation that the Kings are going to drop when the Kings are closer to the second seed than they are to the play-in picture? To seven, By a eight, game nine, or ten. two games. But okay, but they're still that's still the situation. Yeah. Like they're still closer. They're in this position. They're eight games over five hundred. We're well over fifty games into the season. No matter what, it was going to be a fight at the end of the season. I just don't understand what adding an eighth or nine man to the rotation is going to do. Mm. You think that's going to fix your defensive rating? Mm. I think Matisse Thybul would have helped defensively, absolutely. But is he going to replace Davion or is he going to replace Malik Monk in the in the rotation? Probably and Dib- if so. That's 12 minutes a night. I mean, like we're not talking about someone who's going to come in and and take a starting spot and play a significant role who is going to completely change the way the Sacramento Kings play. It's still on the core players who are learning how to play defense and quite frankly, not good at playing defense to figure things out throughout the rest of the season. I think that's like my, my main point is it was always going to be on the untouchable for lack of a better term, the six that Monty is committed to essentially Mm -hmm. to figure it out. And adding reinforcements is great, but I think there was too much expectation that a reinforcement, a, a Mason Plumley, was going to come in here and make that much of a significant difference. When in reality, they're they're holding minutes down. Plumley, Thibel, and Josh Richardson weren't going to keep the Clippers from chasing down the Kings or the Suns. Like that's and that's my whole thing. Will those guys are those guys good ball players and can they help? Absolutely. But the fate of what this team does this year is on those eight guys that you talked about. It is now. I I certainly, I'll tell you, if I'm going into a playoff series with Portland, Golden State, uh, Denver, Dallas, uh, name that team, even the the Timberwolves, and I have a choice between having Matisse Thibel to slow down one of their scores or not having Matisse Thibel, I'm going to choose to have him which is what the Philadelphia 76ers have done for the last three years. They just decided to go away from this year, and that's their prerogative. You know, he's a restricted free agent. They didn't want to pay him. There's plenty of reasons. They got young guys that are coming up. But we're talking about a guy who's two-time uh, second-team all-defensive, all-NBA defensive team. I mean, like, these things do matter. Like, if you can slow one player, that actually does matter in the NBA. Mm-hmm. So that, I think, like, look— there's not one player that was going to fix everything, but if you added two or three players to sure up the back end of your rotation, you very well could have gone from 24th in defensive rating right now to 15th by the end of the season. But add two or three impactful players while giving up assets that you don't value. Like, you weren't going to trade away top six, top seven guys on the roster. Nobody wants Rashawn Holmes's contract. Rashawn Holmes has negative value. Maybe you part from Terrence Davis and you have a boatload of second-round picks, but why do we think that that's a valuable trove to throw out there to entice anybody? I know I saw five second-rounders for Jay Crowder. I know it was like, what, two second-rounders for Matisse Thibel. Maybe the price was different for the Sacramento Kings. Maybe they wanted something that Monty wasn't willing to give up. I, I just don't think that realistically it was it was realistic to expect two to three acquisitions that are going to make a difference for this roster when you're not giving up anything outside of at best Terrence Davis. Yeah. But again, look at what these other teams gave up for those players and it's, it's all second round picks. 
Like that's what they gave up. So we can say you can't say, well, we don't know if they would have if the deal was different for the Kings. Like it's the NBA. If you have a better deal, you take a better deal. Like that's that's the way it goes. And the Kings have already shown us that they don't care about their second round picks at all. They traded last one last year for Sasha Vazenkov that may never come over. They traded the other one f- for two future second round picks. It ended up being Jaden Hardy, which is actually a really good young player on, on Dallas Mavericks. Like they've shown us that they don't really value those as as player chips, that they value them as trade options. And I'm not saying go out there and trade five of them because uh, I thought that that was crazy. But certainly you had expiring contracts you could have pieced together and you could have made moves to get some of these players. And one player would not have like changed everything. Two players, three players, they would have helped you. They would have helped you cement where you are in the standings. They would have helped you be a better team. We, we fall in love with the idea of change. And we often think change is better. Sometimes I don't, I don't think change is always better. Um, Matisse Thybul is a. It, I, I, I'm with you. I'm I'm a hundred percent on your side, James, with Matisse Thybul. I think he's a really good pop. Me too. We don't we don't know that it would have worked. Like I I, I mean, sh- sure, and you could say that about anything. Like and, of course, and I've been saying that. Like, yo, Kevin Durant to the war, to, to the Suns. It looks crazy, but there are some flaws in this whole idea. Now again. Kevin Durant's so great. Devin Booker's so great. They got a, a, a great coach, DeAndre Ayton. Maybe they could all get on track. Everything work out. You you can if you look at both sides, like it can be a little like all right, like I I, I get the good, I get the bad. I don't feel like the change was out there for 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 the Kings. I I, I believe that the depth was out there uh, uh, with hopes of adding to the depth was out there, but I don't I don't believe there was anything truly moving out there. And I think one disconnect that James and I have. Is I actually, and I know you, I have a gut feeling and you have numbers. I, I actually think the Kings are better defensively than that 23rd rating that they have. Why they don't consistently play better than that, I'm not sure. But we see it and we've talked about it. The glimpses. Well, if basketball really does change after the All-Star break, then we need to see longer doses of those glimpses. Those glimpses need to be full on looks. Like they need to go out longer because clearly, if, if you know, we're talking. Matt was talking about this a minute ago. A vote of confidence uh, from this front office to that roster. Okay, you're going to have to re- reward that vote of confidence with what we saw in the defensive end against Minnesota and against San Antonio. That's what we're going to need to see because what we saw yesterday, which we've barely got to talk about, but what we saw yesterday, hey, we'll take the win. That was trash. Trash. You gave 130 points to a horrible team. You can't do that. So, hey, we're all here. Everybody feel good? I know you tweeted uh, today that Monty and Wes were at practice. Hey, I believe in you guys. You're going to have to reward me for that and not give up 130 the next time we play one of the worst teams in the league. Somebody say something. <laughs> I don't I mean, know. There was, just, I know there was no question. Just out there, there, you're just out I, there speaking facts. Look, I, I'm a, I'm 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 going to I'm going to keep saying it. Don't nobody score with them, man. Don't nobody score with the Kings, and we get we've been dismissing it for months now. Ah, it's just gonna it's gonna change. It's gonna change when they score. Don't nobody score with them. Like they score at an elite level. And I'm not saying that's going to win you a championship. I'm not saying that's going to guarantee you the top six. But nobody in the league has been able to find figure that out yet. 
on a consistent basis. Toronto did one time, I think Minnesota in the first time, but a lot of that had to do with the Kings missing wide open threes. Like, no, but when this team scores, when they get 115 or more, they rarely ever lose because teams can't score with them. And it's not even like five times at this point. It's like 30 games where they scored 115 or more, and they're like 28 and six or something like that. Yeah, but the worst team in basketball just scored with them last night, and the only reason they won is because Eric Gordon clearly didn't. Like, I have no idea what happened. He's like, I'm out of here. I'm fouling De'Aaron. But we can we can move the goalposts on almost like on plenty of Kings wins this season if we want to. We can nitpick. Oh, if this didn't happen, the regard the bottom line is the Kings won. Well, yeah, and I don't just I don't think that's what James was doing. I think James was more focused on the 115. You can't give up that amount of points. Oh, agreed. I mean, no one's going to say that the the the, it's a good defense when you're giving up that many points. But the point is, even though the Kings have consistently struggled defensively throughout the season giving up far more points than they need to they're still winning the majority of the games they play there's still eight games above 500 so whether teams can hang offensively with uh with the kings or not like kenny is saying like defensively this team has shown an ability at least at this point in the season to get the stops needed when it matters get the key turnovers needed when it matters or hit the big shot when it matters and it's not just one or two guys doing it every single night it's a different guy with the depth that the kings have stepping up on a different night. And also like, we don't know what other level this Kings team is capable of taking it to. These games are as meaningful as De'Aaron has ever played in his entire career. These games might be as meaningful as DeMontis Sabonis has ever played in his entire career. And you can go down the list of this roster. Like every, these two games against like, to me, the playoffs start now, like these two games against the Mavericks tomorrow and Saturday, huge games. Then you have mm-hmm. the, the Suns that are shorthanded. Mm-hmm. Kevin Durant's yep. probably not going to play in that game on February. Yep. That might be a must-win game because you have two more against Phoenix when Durant is going to be back later on. Like, put up or shut up time, too. Like, this is where I expect De'Aaron. If De'Aaron's getting better defensively, okay, go out and win me a game offensively and defensively in the fourth quarter. De'Aaron, DeMontis, Savonis, the same thing. So I expect this team to even get better in crucial situations if they are truly the team we they thought they are. And if they don't rise to that occasion, well, then you have to reanalyze, if you're Monty McNair, this upcoming offseason. Uh, question for everyone. Um, Dallas, Phoenix, L.A. That, Dallas, Phoenix, the Clippers. Mm-hmm. Those the teams that got the best o- o- over the last 24 hours, got improved the most the last 24 hours? I'm not a believer of Dallas personally. I'm, I don't. I don't think it's going to work. I, I, I don't I, think it's going to work. I'm kind of with you on that. You want to talk but, about not playing no defense? Yeah. yeah like, there's that. Yeah. I mean, like Phoenix. Phoenix gave up a ton too. I mean, mm-hmm. like, see, like see, literally and, 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 the mortgage like, broker guy. He mortgaged everything. <laughs> he walked in the door and said, "Okay, we're we're not only giving up two exceptional young forwards, we're giving up four first round picks and pick swaps and everything else. See, I, I that was and, and and that's exactly what I was talking about. Those were the splashy moves, mm-hmm. but we've got to see that executed. Mm-hmm. And even if even if even if it executes to perfection for everyone involved, those three teams they're already top six teams. Mm-hmm. So it's really what do you think about Minnesota and New Orleans? Is Golden State finally going to make that run? These are teams, Portland. These are teams that haven't done that yet. No, I mean even the Lakers, but uh, and 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 the Lakers again. The Lakers got the Bucks tonight with nobody. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's Anthony Davis versus the Bucks tonight. <laughs> even Patrick Beverly is gone. Like they've got <laughs> nothing. Yeah, and and like I don't know if the Bucks are going to win the game. I know who should win the game. Yeah. That's another loss for the Lakers. Who At else? some point, and this is use Kenny's line. 
the season's going to end. I agree. The only thing you worry about with the Lakers is somehow you end up in the play-in, and then you got to go against them in one. They might not end up in the play-in. Is the point that I'm trying to make? I mean, that's possible. But we're like, if they're going to catch the Kings, that's one thing. But catching the teams that are right there above them, that's. I mean, there are two teams that are literally going to fall and drop that they can move and and be the 11th spot. So all they got to do is take down one more team, whether it's Portland or it's. And look here, you play the Lakers in the play-in, you beat them. Simple as that. Like, what what are we afraid of with this team? Like, the team eight games over 500. They putting 130 on everybody every time they play them. You beat them. That's what you do. I'll point out to you. It'd be a sweet way to get to the playoffs, too, by the (laughs) way, if you beat the Los Angeles Well, it'd be two with the the Warriors, too. Oh, that would be nice. Yeah, yeah, that would be nice. Well, hopefully you only need one. The Kings strength schedule. Hopefully we need none, by the way. Hopefully we need none. The Kings' remaining strength of schedule is the third most difficult in the NBA. It's a 524 win percentage. Schedule is on the bingo card. Yeah, yes. there you go. Hammer. Yes. They got Very three nice games hammer. against the Suns. They've got one against the Nets, which, like, that doesn't matter. They still have one against the Bucks. They still have one against the Celtics, one against the, the Nuggets, three against Dallas. Some of these teams that, that weren't that tough might be a little more difficult. And once again, I, I wish you'd tell the whole story because when they play Phoenix – they should they should beat Phoenix on Tuesday. Phoenix will have no Michael Bridges, no Cam Johnson, no Kevin Durant. Go ahead, Matt. But this is what we want. Like this is what you want the Sacramento Kings to face this. This is the experience that this team needs to get. Like this is what you want. I mean, it, it, a, a clear pl- path to the playoffs, no matter the circumstances, was never going to be easy. Like it, it just never was going to be. There was going to be some team that either made a big move at the trade deadline or multiple teams like we saw or teams that have had the experience and have the experience before that were going to put pressure on the Sacramento Kings and be biting at the heels so that even the Kings have to be worried on a night when they're not playing a Western Conference team that if they lose, they're going to they're gonna lose ground. Like that's, that's the reality of the situation. That's the experience that this Kings team needs to get to. I agree with Kenny 100%. What are you afraid of? You've gotten this far as a group. You believe in each other. You believe in what you're doing. You know you have inefficiencies. Every Everybody else knows you have inefficiencies. Everybody else also knows that you can put up 130 to 140 points on them on any given night if, if the ball's uh, dropping. Plus, if you get to the fourth quarter and it's a close game, you can't stay in front of De'Aaron Fox, even if your name is Matisse Theibel. Like, De'Aaron can get anywhere he wants on the floor in the fourth quarter. There's nothing There's no one, nothing anybody can do to stop him, in my opinion, at this point in time. So the Sacramento Kings, as of right now, should have all confidence that if they slide, it's going to be minor. And then all these games, all these tests, they're going to be ready to meet it. Like, and, and that's why I think Monty McNair is right in having that faith in this roster to not make any kind of drastic move or the wrong minor move to try and change their positioning. What are you afraid of? I, think I, that- I can tell you this. like The San Francisco 49ers were a really fun team this year. They're really good. They became a great team when they went and got Christian McCaffrey. And Christian McCaffrey wasn't available for the Kings. There, there was no a, Christian oh, no. McCaffrey to get. We're not Christian sure McCaffrey that, is one of the best players in the league. You weren't not, getting one of the best players in the league for the Sacramento Kings. We're not sure that that's the case because there were great players that got moved all over the place. Well, there, we're also talking were, about a team that has win-now expectations really versus a team in Sacramento that's, that's chilling, like I, a team I, that's on the right path. Why would the Kings be chilling? Like that, that to me, that never makes any sense. Yeah, I don't the two, with that the two yeah. best players that were over Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, you said hell no to Kyrie, so take him off the board. 
And you, the Kings don't even have four first-rounders to give uh, no, the Nets for Kevin Durant. That's were, Christian McCaffrey. But there were other yeah. very good players that were moved, like, at the, at the deadline. Ooh, who's Christian McCaffrey? Well, I don't know that a Christian McCaffrey— That's all there, I'm saying. I don't, I don't think a Christian McCaffrey player was moved. Durant's above McCaffrey. McCaffrey, McCaffrey's—it was flawless. Like, it, it oh, worked yeah. out beautifully. Yeah. yeah. But there was also a— Look, this isn't working here. We don't know what we could do with this. He landed in the most perfect spot imaginable. Mm. I have no clue who that player is in the NBA and whether that play or maybe if that it player was, would even work with. Maybe the Kings. it was OG. Yeah, yeah I yeah. have no idea. Yeah, but who nobody went and got, well, or Toronto wasn't willing to give I, up. I, I think too. that's that's where Toronto that went. Too. They you know they went out and got Pirtle and were like, all right. Maybe we keep the band back together one more year and see if we can figure. I this don't out. know what the issue is with the Raptors, but to me, it's not talent. No, no, and I, no. I don't know. I agree. I don't mean I, to be disparaging yeah, to Coach Nick too. Nurse. I don't know if it's him. There's something off with them because yeah. there's no reason for that team being in the position that they are. I agree. Yeah, Van Vliet didn't even get moved. I mean, like, look, right? We talk about like the Kings. Van Vliet's damn near the new John Collins at this point. <laughs> there we go. They're trying to move Van Fleet every every trade. <laughs> well, he's on. restricted. I mean, he's unrestricted at the end of the year, and and he turned down a major contract <laughs> extension, and so they're like looking around. I'd make this point too. Like, look, we don't know what's out there and what could help this team or what couldn't, but like they're they're clearly at a point where you can see that they could get better if they they took another swing if they could get another big time player and it's about setting yourself up to not just make the playoffs one time mm-hmm. and then not make it and and I'll keep pointing to that just because they could possibly make it this year does not mean that they will make it next year mm-hmm. and it doesn't mean that they'll be able to bring back Harrison Barnes or a player as good as Harrison Barnes and you might be taking that step back so there, there should never be a hangout moment. Like, if you can go and get better, especially long-term, and we talk about, like, all these little moves, how do we know there there couldn't have been a big move? Like, yeah, you could upset the, the delicate balance in the locker room. That's worth it to cement yourself as a really good playoff team long-term. Like, if there's a way that you could have got in on a Mikel Bridges or if you could have got in on an OG Ananobi and you had to give up something and take a step back today to be really good for three years or four years or five years. I just don't know that you, you got to take that, that risk. Yeah, James, would you have traded uh, Keegan Murray for Michael Bridges? That would have been tough, but I would have had to consider it. Matt? What about you, Matt? Nope. I I'm not budging. I don't think I would have. And it's not even really the talent. It's I would have loved to have seen them together. How do we have situation when you have Oh, yeah. Sabonis and Fox. Well, Fox is already good, but Sabonis potentially barn. Well, Fox like is good for now. Yeah, yeah right. It's right. not that far away. Right. Yeah, there's, I, there's I, I don't think the Kings, the Kings would not have done it. Right. Like from my talking, my conversations with them, they think so highly of Keegan Murray that they wouldn't have even ventured that. Uh, but that doesn't mean that they wouldn't have given up something to get their, unlock their first round picks and like unloaded a truckload of first round picks to go get a player. Can can we we're, we're mention something just more slightly lighthearted that I noticed the other day? I think Matt will appreciate this. I really believe Keegan Murray is tired of people bringing up the fact that he doesn't react to anything. <laughs> He's actually probably getting pissed off. I, no, did, did you? I don't. Did you see? Like he was he was on. I think it was with Drapes and Kenny, the must see show following <laughs> following Kings games. And Drapes I don't remember. I don't remember if it was Draper or Kenny, but somebody said something about him not smiling or re- reacting. It was the day De'Aaron came back, and he was just like, "Yeah, 
It's a, I think he's over it. I think he's like, guys, like we've established this. Like, we we stop bringing it up? And he's a hundred percent in the right. I, I would tell people, shut the hell up. Stop asking me about that. I'm never look. I'm never going to smile in my life. Stop asking me. What Nick Saban said? Quit asking. I have a house oh, full of introverts. Like I way. get it. I, I have a house full of introverts, and like <laughs> your house did not look like it was full of introverts, by the way. Oh uh, my! There. My son and my wife both are total introverts. Inside the house, they're fine. Outside the house, <laughs> nope. And that's that's one of those things where it's like, look, this is who that's who he is. He can't help that that's how he reacts, and that it I, I could see it wearing on him after all this time. Like I've tried to get him to laugh here and there, and he he does like that. Probably pisses hey, him off even more. Matt, yeah. ask him tomorrow. Ask Keegan to laugh. <laughs> ask him why he doesn't smile. What if he busts out a Kawhi? I'll give you three dollars, Matt. I'll give you three dollars. What if he I'm hits so- us with a? <laughs> <laughs> he goes all awkward. Laugh. Clearly, clearly, Matt's an introvert with his uh, quilted shirt slash blanket. A star. He's a damn star. Uh, that's funny. Also, Keegan showed his personality on Star Wars night when he tried to do a Wookiee sound. So I'm 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 Team Keegan on at least giving that Hold a shot up. too. And how, he was smiling. All, who's that? I don't know what a Wookiee is, but how did how did when did this <laughs> he happen? Know what a Wookiee it, is. it was so Star Wars night. They did a like impersonate the characters. Terrence Davis was a part of it too, and absolutely refused to do every single one. <laughs> he didn't know, uh, and that's why were. I love Terrence Davis. <laughs> And Keegan Murray did all of them in the same tone, except he <laughs> smiled and laughed when he tried to do Chewbacca, the big hairy thing. Well, I know what Chewbacca is, but what's is, wait, a Chewbacca's Wookie. a Wookiee. <laughs> oh, oh, that's what a Wookiee is. Yeah, yeah walking okay. rug. Okay. So you got some <laughs> what is a Wookiee? There's, there's more than one Chewbacca. Now you're gonna get. Is there yes, a family there of Chewbaccas? There, yes, they're really? they're a race of of. A- of, oh, oh, wait a minute. Wait. Uh, <laughs> really insensitive of you, actually. Wait, wait yeah. a minute. We ain't talking <laughs> about Star Wars in February. We ain't doing that. <laughs> These guys, they have Wookie no idea. Month? Yeah, wait, let's see if Matt will do a Wookiee noise for us. Yeah, can you do hoping. that? What's a Wookiee sound like? Nope. Bro, you're wearing a quilt. You <laughs> wow. can't make a Wookiee noise? I, There's I, a line. There's a line that I don't cross. Oh, wow. Matt. And we finally found it. Who knew? <laughs> Uh, Matt, great stuff as always. James, great stuff as always. If you're listening on ESPN 1320 or the Odyssey app and you want more coverage of this trade deadline day, you want more uh, from James Ham and the whole crew and Matt George, hang tight. We're going to run it back next on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. Go Kings! You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Over here. 
plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.